Hello, I'm Alan. I'm Rebecca. And if you're listening to this, then we recommend that you check out our podcast, the DCAU Podcast, where we watch the original DC animated movies, starting from Batman Mask of Phantasm and continuing on to Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, and beyond. And we will cover such heroes as Batman, Superman, The Batman, Wonder Woman, Victorian Steampunk Batman, The Flash, Batman Beyond, Green Lantern, Old Man Batman, Martian Manhunter, and plenty more versions of Batman. Lots and lots and lots of Batman. You can find the DCAU podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can get podcasts by looking up the DCAU podcast and subscribe today. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. Yes. Uh, so we're here for a hundred. We're live for whatever reason. I just thought it'd be <laughs> fun. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So yeah. We're out there. Can't we're out there. Out, uh, no. Uh oh. Well, we can we for the... that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we we can for the final podcast version, but there will be a version mm. out there in the ether, Connor. Um, that we'll have forever. Our uh, you know extra bits of banter yeah so this is raw if you want to catch me saying stuff that i want ray to get rid of later this is (laughs) this is where you want to be so exactly yeah but uh so two announcements for the show so uh news death of superman anniversary that's been a big thing Mm -hmm. uh we're not covering it for 100 even though that would have been like the perfect opportunity and it would have had some level of delicious irony for me but uh, we're not because it seems like a waste, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's everyone's been talking about that. Uh, mm. I uh, did an article on it. I did a write-up yeah. for Daily Planet. They were very graciously invited me to write something up. Um, so go check that out. And uh, also Tyler, friend of the show, and a bunch of other uh, interesting people have done articles as well, and they're all worth reading. They're interesting sort of retrospectives of the 90s mm, and stuff. Dan uh, Jurgens. Yeah, for me, I was. it's just me ranting about, you know, DC should be pushing other Superman stories, not just Death of Superman all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, read, read to find out. But, yeah, so, uh, like... All-Star Kingdom Come. Well, there's a lot of stories that don't get this much attention, which I think are just better than Death of Superman. Um, you know, and it's just because it made a lot of money, whatever. And a lot of people do love that story. Uh, oh, yeah. I like this story. I mean, I do like it, despite how much I go on about it. Uh, in fact, as far as I can recall, the earliest in my memory, that is the first Superman story I read. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, but, yeah. It, it, first impressions, Connor. First impressions, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so, anyway, it's not much to say. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much there. Uh, we did mention, I mean, you mentioned also kind of a little bit off air first about uh, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill, which everyone seems to know. Yeah. We'll be back. You know, so that's big news. I mean, how do you feel about that, Connor? Because for a long time, it was like, they're underutilizing him, um, and they yeah. might be underutilizing him. But how do you feel he's back? I mean, this is big, isn't it? Like, I mean, I really wanted him back for a long time, and then I just sort of got over it. Like, I moved on because it had been so long. So yeah. the only reason I was attached to it in any way is because I was irritated that they were using literally every other actor from the Justice League except him. That's mm. the only reason I was really so attached to it. Was just being angry at like him getting screwed over like that and just yeah. then not using Superman. Uh, but now that he's back, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I got over it, but now I'm sort of invested again, but I'm not... You're not too invested. You know, I'm not, I'm not dying of anticipation or anything for his next film. Obviously, I'll go watch it, and it's better than a recast, but yeah, I'm just... Uh, some yeah. nice news, but it wasn't didn't shatter my planet. But it, it did, you know. A uh, lot of other people are super happy as well. I'm really happy for him to the to get to play the character again. So mm-hmm. he seems pretty happy about it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So mm. yeah, I mean, so uh, you know that that's a lot of good news for a lot of super fans out there as well who who do kind of like yes. Henry Cavill as well. Uh, yeah, the other bit of news, just wanted to make mention, Connor, as well, uh, for the 100th, mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, so, listeners, this will be my last one, um, we'll, yeah, just been, I guess, with life and stuff, uh, some time management is in order, Connor, um, so, unfortunately, I had to kind of, like, step away from Last Sons of Krypton, but have had an awesome time. Um, uh, Connor's actually helped uh, open my eyes to a lot of Superman stories. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I feel a hundreds of good a good innings. Uh, but that's mm. not to say that I might pop in, you know, for for some guests guest spots later on. But yeah, that's um, hmm. yeah, I believe uh, you know. Yeah. We do have Ray coming back for a couple of things in the future. Uh, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. You know, so, really I mean, like it's, worthwhile yeah, um, things like Superman and Lois. What a, what a worthwhile <laughs> thing to spend time on. <laughs> oh, look, they're always fun watching with you, Connor. So, um, yeah. if anything, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how it reads or listens uh, anyone <laughs> looking for commentary, but it is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah it should be, should be good. Uh, yeah, we've done a, fa- a fair few. We've done a nice little smattering. Mm. I mean, as as you said, uh, Connor, we we haven't done. I mean, there are things that we haven't done, like you know, Death of Superman. I'm sure there are other other big ones out there. We we were talking about Man of Steel and, and Birthright, but we've done. I'm quite happy that we covered like the Grant Morrison um, action. And All yeah. Star, which is a big one, and Kingdom Come, of course, was a, I think a, a long one that we kind of did um, over mm. multiple parts. So yeah, it's been yeah. Good. No, we we got a lot done in our hundred episodes, and mm. you know, 
as Ray said, who might be back in the future to do some other stuff as a guest. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll also, while I figure out, you know, what direction the show is going to go, I am going to have a series of guests on. Mm-hmm. So guest spots are open. So hit me up and we'll sort something out. I've already got a couple lined up. Uh, it'll be great. You can choose what we yeah. cover as long Hopefully. as it's, you know, within reason, I suppose. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. <laughs> and obviously, what if they want to cover, know, what if they want to cover? Yeah. No. Okay. What if they want to cover all star again? Connor? They... Well, that's what Carter said with a reason. I think that would be too much for me. <laughs> I don't think I could do it again. Uh, like, I could yeah. read it again, but I don't think I could break it down again on a podcast. It would just be mm-hmm. too much. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, it is Ray's last episode, and that's kind of why I said... Uh, one of the reasons I said Death of Superman would be a waste for Ray's last episode. Uh, I don't know. So this was kind of this was my pick, but this is you suggested you wanted a certain type of story, and this is yep. one of the ones I came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we had I a mean, few. We had a couple. Yeah, well, I mean, sorry, just off the back, episode ninety nine, we discussed mm. that was a pretty nice little one and done. Um, but how to how to cap off. How to kind of celebrate the hundredth episode? Yeah, I thought I thought this was a good suggestion, Connor. Hmm. Yeah, this is a uh, a big. Uh, so I mean, I've I've read this three times now. I reread it today because I yeah. read it. I, I read all the Final Crisis over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and this is obviously a part of Final Crisis. So I read it there, and then I reread it today with 3d glasses and uh <laughs> i don't know as i was reading it i think my brain broke and i just kind of lost all, all the comprehension i had of the story just kind of like disappeared and i've gotten most of it back but it was uh right. n- and i got a headache too <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the 3d glasses simulating 40 vision or whatever just gave me a headache and uh so ah, that's fair yeah. enough yeah but uh that's why I couldn't even really come up with a description of the story because my mind's kind of broken at the moment. So, oh, yes. But we will get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. But first, we're going to have some fun. We're going to do our top five and bottom five episodes. <laughs> yes. So, should we start with bottom and then top or top and then bottom? We're going to alternate. Yeah, let, let's let's start yeah, from bottom and then alternate. Yeah. Okay. Be good. So, I'm going five to one. Okay. So one being like the worst or the best. Okay, I, I will try to get mine in in five. Yeah, I do, I do have a list. Um, still trying to figure to out five. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start. Yeah, yeah. Kick us off, Connor. What was so your? My, <laughs> I'm I'm interested to know. Yeah, my fifth worst is Superman Zatanna in DC Comics presents. Ah, really. Because I looked at it and I just have no memory <laughs> of it whatsoever. Oh, really? I, so I had to look at it. it oh, okay. It. You know, that's fair. I, yeah. I remember there was some vague explanation of Superman's magic thing, but that's it. Mm. And I'm like, there's a Superman's Zatanna crossover and I don't remember anything. That kind of There was a, the one with the, was it the buildings bleeding or something? Like it was quite 
Um, I thought that was Etrigan. Oh, gosh, you could be right. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. All right, okay. Oh, no, well, that's fair then. If you don't remember it, it, will, blank. it, it couldn't have drawn a, 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 an impression on you. So, I mean, fair enough. And it was also relatively recent. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like what, 85 what or something. Uh, oh, was it? So it was okay. in the 80s. Yeah. Be interested to know what mark we both gave it. Uh, I don't recall us totally hating it or anything like that. So. Yeah, I um, remember thinking it was fine at the time. Mm, but if you, oh yeah, true. If you can't, if you can't remember it, then that does say something. I mean, the rest uh, on my list are act of disdain. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't really hate that much of what we did. So the one that I just don't remember okay. made number five. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so my number five, the worst, or bottom. Oh, this was actually quite bad. I thought Superman True Brit. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't really enjoy that at all. Uh, it, it had the, the novelty factor of, uh, was it John Cleese? Uh, yeah. Writing it, or partly writing it. Uh, yeah, the The art was, you know, got John Byrne, Mark Farmer. But, yeah, it was just a bit of a train wreck, I thought. Uh, it was a slog to read, so that's another kind of metric to uh, if you can't remember it or if it was painful to read then that surely has to be in the bottom pile mm. yeah so, uh, no that's fair mm -hmm. so do you want to um, go to the t your top now yeah yep so my first top or my my fifth top uh, this is a lot harder for me. And I... They're mostly kind of recent because they're easier to remember. Mm -hmm. But I do want to give an honourable mention uh, to for the man who has everything with our friend Robert from the Swamp Things oh, podcast. Because yeah. mm -hmm. uh, that was a really... I mean, that's one of my favourite Superman stories. Mm -hmm. And we really, you know, uh, it was very helpful in breaking that down. So I want to give an honourable mention to that and For All Seasons because I remember having a lot of fun with For All Seasons as well. I just did, It just didn't make the list. So mm -hmm. uh, the actual number five is Superman, Spider-Man, T-Mark. Ah, lovely. Yes. yes uh, very strong. You know, self-explanatory, self really fun team-up, really generic team-up because it, I think it really started the whole... Well, actually, no, it did, it did start the team-up tropes, but, you know, it was uh, just everything you want from a inter-company team-up. And as a fan of both characters, it was very entertaining. It was a real joy to read and discuss. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so that was your, like, the bottom of your five, of your top? Yeah, so okay. my fifth okay. best. Fifth best, okay. So I've got to, okay, because I have to, uh, I'm just trying to mentally readjust mine because... Um, there were a few few good ones mm. uh, that I did enjoy. I am going to say it's close to that. I want to I want to say that Connor, but I might just say Superman. Oh no, I'd say the the man who has everything. I'd say that is that that's yeah. a Mongol the Mongol one, right? Yeah, the Alan yeah. Moore Mongol. Yes, one. yeah, no, that one. I mean that that. You know, there's no, um, 
surprises there that you know it's kind of mm. classic it is was very enjoyable one of the first things i think connor that you recommended to me i think you're saying ray if you want to see superman really go nutso and angry then this is the the issue for you i think that's yeah i think that was yeah. the first one yeah one so of like i think it must be the first one. <laughs> yeah i think i said i like the action yeah. and he's really angry in it so yeah I, I, that'd be num- my number five. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's generally it's a good uh, introduction for people who haven't really read much Superman. I think it's because yep. it's just one issue. And it's a classic, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So my bottom, uh, also dishonorable mention to the '90s Green Lantern and Mongol story. Oh, th- not just a mention, right? Okay, not not um dishonorable I, mention. Yeah. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I was thinking about that, but I, I yeah, I ended up <laughs> kind of liking that. Yeah. It, uh, it was an enjoyable issue. It's mm-hmm. just Mongol was pathetic in that. Oh, true. He I mean, if you like pathetic. if you look at Mongol in the Philip K Johnson run compared to that, it's chalk yeah. and cheese. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But number 4 is well, it's true bread. Uh yeah. <laughs> My fourth worst. <laughs> Uh, for okay. aforementioned reasons, I liked it the most uh, out of you and Rebecca because it reminded me of Mad Magazine, and that's oh okay, yeah, that's like the compliment I give it. I'm like, oh, it's trying to be like Mad Magazine. Uh, oh, I like Mad Magazine. Well. I, I didn't pick up that mm-hmm. <laughs> from it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it it just reminded me of it, like yeah, the sort of satirical aspects, like the art wasn't yeah. that wacky, but mm-hmm. uh, and it's no, it's not as good as Mad Magazine to clarify, but yeah. Uh, it is, yeah, my fourth worst. Okay. Yeah, my fourth worst. Uh, I've got it here. Um, I just, this was from Impressions, and this was the first one I kind of thought, thinking it may have been because it's in the, and correct me if I'm wrong, Connor, if it's in the middle of a story, but um, I just found I found I was a bit lost in it, and I just wasn't a fan. Um, I could be, <laughs> you know, putting my foot in it. Uh What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Um, yep. That issue—that's the one with Manchester Black, right? That was the yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first introduction um, to those characters. I thought Manchester Black was pretty cool in it, but I just, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that particular issue. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, Connor. If you recall, uh, you, you probably would. About I recall, the story. yeah, the because yeah. that's that's like one of those classics that everyone always sort of cites. But I, I don't okay. Know. I don't personally consider it a classic mm-hmm. because, uh, and like, you're right. Like, and it's not in the thing is it's not in the middle of a story. Okay. Oh, so it is standalone. It? Oh, right. Yeah. But it's just confusing. Like the mm, way it's sort of put it together. Is. It's like, I feel like it should have been an annual instead of mm-hmm. just a regular issue. But yeah, I get that. And like, unless you're really into the whole, debate with no killing and stuff uh yeah i think it's a bit overrated personally as Mm. much as i love joe kelly yeah and i Mm. think from memory i think the art wasn't bad but i I think it wasn't my cup of tea from memory so yeah 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 that kind of made it um so we're going to uh fourth best one right now yeah so my fourth best one is grant morrison's action comics Ah, now, lovely. Three or four episodes covering that. Uh, mm-hmm. That was just, again, it's one of my favorite runs. I think it's really underrated. It's not mentioned much. I think it's starting to get mentioned a bit more now, now that mm-hmm. some time has passed. But 
yeah, underrated gem. It was really good to dive in and explore that, and obviously with the help of Adam as well, mm -hmm. uh, just really dig into that one and sort of it was good to get it done. Everyone's talked about All Star, not everyone has talked about action comics, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty happy that we did that, and it was uh, fun. Okay, excellent. Mm. Uh, my one's probably a bit out of left field here. Uh, is it Thundercats? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no. Superman Thundercats. Um, I can't I really... believe I guessed that. Yeah. Uh, I not, really enjoyed I mean, it. Not... Yeah. I, I know, I, I, I do recall us um, reviewing it, and look, you know, I, I think I gave it a seven or something. Nothing like yeah. too big, but just for enjoyment factor, um, mm. it was fun to see them together. It was a solid enough story, and we'll get to bloody another crossover that failed miserably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I thought this one did well for both sides. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, it was only, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that long, but, um, it was yeah. good. Yeah. No, that, that was, that was a very competent crossover because I was able to enjoy it despite having no connection to Thundercats. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know. true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised, mm -hmm. like, I, I thought that might make it on your list. I was surprised I guessed it at that particular Yeah, yeah. Time. Well, <laughs> it, it would, it was, uh, it was hovering between four and fourth and fifth. So, yeah, we, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was never going to kind of reach the top. But, um, so, but yeah. my third worst, mm -hmm. uh, Dark Knight over Metropolis. <laughs> yep. So, there's a couple of reasons I, this made my worst list. One, it's a pretty lame Superman and Batman team up. Every mm -hmm. other Superman Batman team up, even Torment, we like that weird one where Batman's in love. Like that was better mm -hmm. than this. This was like just super bland and uninteresting. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry because I think Philrick wanted us to cover it, but it was just, yeah. you know, you could have so much fun with these two characters and they're a good team up and it was just boring. Yep. And lame and like. The other reason that it makes the list is because the summaries were so annoying to write <laughs> for that. That's back <laughs> when we were writing summaries for it. Yeah. And it was yeah. just a drag and a slog, and it sucked. Uh, just everything about it was ugh. Was that part of, um, was that part of the triangle thing? No. Uh, I think not. that was before. Before. Just before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That okay. was pre-death because it's... Superman and Batman's first proper team up, team up in that continuity. So yeah, yeah, he's just after Burns run. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, it made my short list for the <laughs> for the bottom five. Uh, yeah, but it, it's edged out by a couple of others. Uh, right. It did, but I I just recall. It, um, I guess not being totally put off by it. I just recall it being not totally bad in my experience though. yeah so it kind of it was saved by that you know by that little mm. kind of memory uh my third worst would have to have to go to uh superman year one uh yeah. john john romita jr frank miller uh look it was it was fun covering but at the end of the day i, I thought it was a little bit disappointing mm. um especially with with 
I mean, Frank Miller's, of course, a big name, but I was kind of expecting this sort of stuff from Frank Miller. John Romita Jr., this really opened my eyes at his (laughs) elastic, I guess, talent uh, or pen, Mm. so to speak, uh, where it really, I wouldn't say offended me, but it was just like, what are you doing? Like, is this... Is this kind of like phoning it in? Um, yeah. And because, you know, he's been around for ages and you and I kind of have seen his stuff in, in, in many things, you know, many yeah. other things. Uh, so I found it rather disappointing with that, you know, in that regards. Uh, so I'd have to put that up there for my that, third. Uh, that nearly made my top five mm. because that was so fun to cover because it was like a train wreck. Like it was... Um, <laughs> I guess for similar reasons, it was going to make my top five. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, Russell. thank you. Thank you, Russell and Justin, yeah. the Gamma Charge guys, the strongest podcast there is, mm. congratulating us. Uh, we should also, uh, did we mention, Connor? We did, didn't we, at the beginning? This is live streaming, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, podcast. Li- and stuff. Yes. Sorry. And so, so podcast listeners, uh, if you do hear us refer to something just out of the blue, yes, live comments are coming in. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that, that Superman Year One is like, you know, because the first issue was okay. I actually like the second issue with all the underwater stuff. Mm, the other, yeah, there is, there is good art in it. Yep. And, like, the, the first two-thirds of that third issue are good, and then the last third is so astronomically bad. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is like it is the quickest declining quality I've ever seen in a single <laughs> issue of a comic, and yeah. like I just enjoyed that, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just from the mind of Frank Mill. So you have no idea what he's going to do, and his history with Superman is kind of taking a dunk on him. Mm. So that the whole experience was, um, yeah. Interesting. Plus, I had a really cool mm. trailer on YouTube. So, yeah, and, and totally agree with you as well. I think I, I mentioned mm. it was it was fun to cover. It was just it was just disappointing with that in that regard. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a bottom type of story because the ending mm. is just <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we're up to number three. Is that right? On the top. Uh, top. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Horrorville uh, with Greg Pack. The, the, oh gosh, that's good. Yes. Yeah, the sort of I neglected that one. Yeah, Children of the Corn, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. sort of weird Japanese horror. And what was the like guy? Um, nice, yep. Sorry, uh, Aaron Kuda. Aaron Kuda. Yes, yes, very good art. I love the art. Just great art, and like just a, a nice look at Superman's character as well, and uh, fun too there was like some tongue-in-cheek there so just all around a really good romp and there's not many superman horror stories and horror is one of my favorite genres mm-hmm. so um yeah oh just <laughs> yep. the record superman beats hulk nine times out of ten i'm strong enough to admit that <laughs> i mean uh, it, it all yep. depends on the writer mm-hmm. the continuity sure. um you know uh if it's if it's regular Superman against World War Hulk, I think World War Hulk's got that one. Yeah, different uh, Hulks, you're right. Yeah, true. But, uh, you know, if it's the Superman thought robot, then nothing's beating that ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think just on again, it's it's up to the writers. I think generally, mm. I mean, I would admit it as well, I'm a big Hulk fan as well. I'd, I'd say Superman 
should yeah. beat Hulk most of the times. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, we do I have all these different Hulks. Yeah. Sorry? Like a, I think should's a good term. Because mm. if you look at both of their basic character concepts and just mm. how they've been portrayed consistently, then, yeah, I'd say Superman should win. Because he can yeah. fly, you know? He can fl- Yeah, exactly. I know Hulk and... can jump like crazy. But... Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and he's got so much more going for him, I think, Superman, as in power sets. And not just mm. flying, strength, speed. I mean, actually, if anyone's got super speed, yeah, you're up there already, you know? Yeah. Um, and Hulk's just got strength, which is fantastic, but, you know, yeah. there's a lot more to it. Uh, no, so thank you, Russell and yeah, Justin. And yes. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, horror films. yeah, very, very good choice there, Connor. I yeah. would, um, ooh, that's a tough one. Is it enough to sway me? It is almost, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, and you had mentioned this one already as well, Superman and Amazing Spider-Man. That mm. absolutely amazing... Um, no pun intended. Well. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, team uh, team up or whatever versus a crossover. Uh, really well done. One of the things I remember just uh, both of us. Well, after we reviewed it, just going out of that, going, yeah, wow, this is such a good mm. issue. It was totally blindsided by it. I just thought it would be maybe a solid to a just consistent. Uh, crossover but it kind of blew my expectations so yeah I, I give that to superman and spidey yeah sweet yeah so uh, uh second 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 worst second <laughs> so well uh i don't know if you would have seen this one coming but action comics 1000 our first ever episode oh really no because you know mm. Action Comics 1000, this is a huge milestone. Like, outside of newspaper strips and stuff like The Phantom, in terms mm-hmm. of, ma- like, mainstream, in-, in terms of the big two superhero comics, this is the first one to reach 1,000 issues. It's a yep. big moment. Uh, and, like, we didn't get a Grant Morrison story, you know? You were supposed to get a Grant Morrison and Frank Quitley story, and they scrapped it because it would conflict with Doomsday Clock. So, like, there were some good stories, but I wanted more for Action yeah. Comics 1000. I was disappointed as a Superman fan to get a bunch of 7 and 8 and 6 out of 10 stories. You know? Okay. Yeah. Where's Elliotus Magan? Where's Grant Morrison? Marv Wolfman was kind of there, but his story wasn't even a Superman story. You know, so mm. it's like we got 90s talent, which is, you know, it's good. Louis Simpson and stuff, Jerry Ordway, they're great. Their mm-hmm. stories were like, meh. Uh, like the best story there was Scott Snyder and Tom King, you know. And Tom, like yeah, Tom, blood, Tom so. King ones. Yeah, it's not Scott Snyder. I can't remember. Was that the the chess That's match? That's where Lex kills Superman. Ah, oh, okay. Cuts the yeah, thread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know that that's number two because of how disappointed I was, and there should have been. Like, you can't not have a Grant Morrison story. There. He's yeah. the Superman writer, you know. But mm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a major disappointment. I, you know, I guess fresh out of the gates as well. Just again, putting it into context from my perspective, kind of fresh out of the gates. Episode one for us, action one thousand. You know, I was bright eyed, bushy tailed. Um, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of yeah. sixes and sevens. You know, I must, mm. must admit, and um, 
I enjoyed Jurgens's opening. Um, I think he he drew that the opening story. Mm. Um, I thought that was cool, <laughs> cool as much as anyway. Um, yeah, okay. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that one coming. So, uh, interestingly enough, Connor, uh, what are we second second worst? Yeah, I chose Superman four hundred as. Um, mm, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, it, there's a lot of factors, you know. Maybe it was like mm. how I was feeling at the time, just reading it and preparing, and, and you know, and such. Um, but again, just my impression of it. That was bang on episode fifty that we did. Yeah, uh, we did that with Dave Finn. I do re- yeah, remember. Yeah, neither of you guys liked it. Mm. Uh, and yes, but one of your not favorites, but one of your, you know, one of the ones. That it's you some of my like. favorites, but it is yeah. a classic. Uh, I I liked it a lot, unlike mm-hmm. you guys. And I think the two of I, I remember the complaint for both of you seemed to be that Superman wasn't actually present in most of the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked that sort of poem at the end. Yeah, yep, I remember the poem. Yeah, uh, you know, I think like when people say it's a classic, that's the thing they're really talking about. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean, I I just liked it, but it's it's like a seven. You know, so and I, okay. I get why you and Dave aren't into it. Yeah, uh, but I I admire the ambition. I absolutely admire Elias Magan just shooting for the stars, as it were. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, as well, if you compare it to say Action One Thousand, I mean that's a huge mm-hmm. milestone. Four hundred is as well, uh, of course. So I mean that there's yeah. celebrations to be had. Um, but yeah, you know the anniversary issue four hundred. But yeah, I don't know. Just didn't seem to have have it for me um, there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Fair enough. Why do I get the feeling our one is going to be the same? Yeah, (laughs) I have a a sneaking suspicion. Wow, that's amazing. That anyway, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, We're up to our favourites, right? Um, Yeah. So my number two, my second favourite episode is probably mm -hmm. Superman: The Secret Years. Ah, because it's one of my niche favorites now. And like, that was just, I'd never heard of this story and I'd read it and I was absolutely delighted. I got the issues online. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is it one of the best Superman stories ever? Absolutely not. But I had so much fun reading it and it was from my favorite era of Superman as well. Mm -hmm. So we had that peak Kurt Swan art and it just felt like going home. And okay, like, yeah, there was yeah. genuinely good story beats in there that I was a big fan of. And I was a big fan of the whole idea of Superboy transitioning to Superman. Like, they mm-hmm. dealt with that in a really good way. So that made my okay. number two. Yeah, I always uh, get that mixed up again. I was going through our, our issues with Secret Identity, which I enjoyed mm. as well. I enjoyed both of yeah. them. Um, but, you know, it, I can't... You can't fold both similar of them. They names. were very, yeah. yeah, similar similar names, um, but they they were just they were enjoyable and consistent uh, in their yeah. in their stories. So, um, yeah, I absolutely can see where where you come from there, Connor. Uh, I would say my number two would have to be it's it's another it's another team up, mm. um, not the one you're thinking of, Connor. <laughs> I don't know. You probably are Superman and Muhammad Ali. I, I think yeah. that was just. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, they really made uh, an event of it uh, right from the, the cover 
you know, with with the amount of detail there, to yeah. um, really paying attention to Muhammad Ali's um, face, facial expressions, mm. um, boxing the, the movements as well, uh, and it managed to rope in like a cosmic element to it, you know, with Muhammad Ali. So yeah. that impressive. was uh, very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, exactly. And again. It was subverting, it subverted my expectations because when you think Superman versus Muhammad Ali, what is it, what is going to happen? Oh, like yeah. Superman's going to be, that? yeah, what, he's going to be turned into human or something and it's just going to be like a, a brawl fest on the streets. Yeah. But no, they made it much more than that. Uh, and uh, yeah, the art, I loved it. So yeah, the, that was a very kind of cherished discussion, um, I thought. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so. My pick for worst. Absolute worst, Connor. Your pick for worst. Absolute uh, worst. Superman and Predator. <laughs> is that is that your, yours was? Oh, I'd have to say so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. announce that's both of our worst. Um, mm-hmm. What a piece of crap. I didn't it enjoy was- it. <laughs> It was just uh, talk about subverting expectations. Mm. It had like a bigish name, David Michelini, yeah. on it. Um, he's done some great, you know, Iron Man, Spider Man, stuff like that. Um, and there's so much potential with these two, two characters, Superman and Predator. Yeah. It went totally against the grain of what you'd hoped or maybe expected. But just gave you less. <laughs> so, um, yeah, unfortunately, it was a little bit of a dud. I'm, look, I'm, we're doing a live broadcast. I'm wearing a Predator t-shirt right now, so I'm a big fan. Um, but I found it it didn't do justice to either character. Um, yeah. There were some moments yeah, was, that were cool, but, you know, not enough. Like, it's because it's a two-pronged thing because the first thing is, like, there's potential to make it interesting. Like we discussed yep. in the episode, you can have like a super predator or just mm-hmm. lots of predators. And then it, you, you, you don't do anything interesting, which is like missed opportunity. And the other problem is that it sucked. Like it was boring <laughs> and, you know, like. Yep. <laughs> the choices. Well, that was that's down to the choice of Michelini, what he mm. decided to, how we, the premise he decided to set it. Um, There's side characters in the book that has their names on it. Mm. Like, they weren't in it that much, Superman and Predator. Yeah. yeah it's about it was, everyone else. It's a shame. It was a shame because we reviewed not long after, very recently, Superman Aliens. And, you know. Yeah, that was like the opposite of sort of. That like was surprisingly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly fine, and, and it, it you know paid respect and homage even to you know some tropey alien kind of scenes. Yeah. You know the old the old looking up and this drool coming over your shoulder, and you know the guy gets kind of swiped and eaten, whatever, all that sort of stuff. You get all that, so you know that was done well, I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so terrible, terrible Superman Predator. I'm still waiting Don't for a Superman. Down. Yeah, I'm waiting for a Superman Predator two. <laughs> to uh, make amends. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got that. Batman, Superman versus Aliens. Oh, God. There's your sequel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would actually... That would be on the list without us having ever discussed it, like, on the show. 
because mm. you and I have read that, right? Or you read it? Did you read it? Yeah, it's bad. It did. It's, it's terrible. Really and you have um, Olivetti, Ariel Olivetti's artwork. Like, mm. a, I think one of the top-notch artists out there um, just wasted on this. The writing anyway. absolutely tames it. I can't even remember who uh, wrote it. Do you, do you know? I can't remember. But it's like a black hole, the writing. Yeah. Like, it just lowers the quality. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> my favourite uh, episode. Now we, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a multi-part. Uh, All-Star Superman mm. is my okay. number one. Yep. Because uh, that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. I got to talk about it a lot. And, you know, we had the like word of the author to draw from as well because he did mm -hmm. the interview about it so we're able to read about it from that perspective and it was my first reread in a long time and i found new appreciation for the story and just how good and sort of multi-layered mm -hmm. it was yeah that's was great fun doing it yeah um my number one as well it was a very close pick it was like a two horse kind of race and it went to uh all-star as well uh, i'd have to say yeah I, I really enjoyed it um to be i mean what surprised me was um grant morrison's action comics that kind of snuck up because mm. um i found i appreciated it a lot more if we're talking about it like um, i pre if, if I was to read it by myself in isolation, probably wouldn't um, rate up there. But um, having yourself, Connor, and Adam um, yeah. discussing it as well and, and teasing out all these references and all all these meanings that Morrison and... Um, yeah, sorry, past references that Morrison makes, um, it just added so much to it. And uh, it was... You know, it was it was well enough written that I wasn't totally lost, um, but mm. having found um retrospectively about these you know meanings and references just added a lot more to it but having said that all star i absolutely uh really enjoyed our coverage of that connor i thought we we spent a lot of time um but a lot of the time was just because we're so well invested in it um yeah and it was such a fun read um i can't remember if that had been the it probably was the first time I read it, wasn't it? Um, for the I show, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, really, really good. Uh, I mean, along the way as well. I mean, we mentioned there was an animated series. Is that right, or a movie? Yeah, there's based a movie on it, it, which was pretty cool to know. Um, but I mm. think what Morrison did for those and and just the stories and how it kind of interweaves together was was just magic. So. I yeah. can understand why people regard All Star, you know, as the as the top. Um, but you know, having said that, hopefully Connor and I have illustrated how there are a lot more. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of strong Superman stories out mm. there. Um, th there were a few like horror villains. You said Connor. That's like, oh, I, that that would have been one yeah. I would have loved to have picked as well. And we did a nice coverage of Kingdom Come, which was, yeah. I thought was good. Um, the Denny O'Neill Superman one. That was good. Killing the AI. Comes, yeah. Uh, that nearly made my list the, when he kills the AI. <laughs> yeah. how, like, unexpected that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Kingdom Come was good. But I, I just think All Stars, I mean, and, and Action Comics is way stronger for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know Dave 
loves Kingdom Come. I'm sorry, Dave. It is strong. I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm just saying that I like, uh, you know, I Max, think like All Star a lot more. All Star is like peak comic book storytelling, like utilizing the comic book medium mm. to tell a story in such an effective way, and just kind of like how Watchmen did it. You know, like uh, as Dave mm -hmm. Gibbon said, I think Watchmen is a comic about comics. And I wouldn't say All Star is that. Maybe this one we're covering is about to be, but uh, like it's just it. Yeah, it's not trying to be like because a lot of comics fall into that range where they're like choreographed like an action film or a TV mm -hmm. show. Like All Star is yep. very much a comic book, and it's mm. extremely well done. And like for me, it's personally like if not the best comic I've read, it's one of the best I've read in terms of mm -hmm. like, just objectively what I think is good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> Grant Morrison, he, what can I say? He's a fantastic writer. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, the is great yeah. too. Yeah. No, it is. I would rate it up there, all stars, you know, mm. just holistically as well. I mean, yeah. all the is individual issues are great as well, but I just think put all together and like stepping back and going, you know, this I've read everything from all star and, and what it, had given us i think it was really good um yeah yeah definitely top series one of the top series that i've mm. um i've read so yeah, yeah i mean so listeners i guess no surprises there maybe a couple there action 1000 yeah. connor yeah. superman yeah. to thundercats you know <laughs> so um uh, but yeah but no, but we, no we, surprises we... for true brit and predator i think yeah, <laughs> like, i mean True Britain Predator were straight away the moment that you said let's do a top five and bottom five, yeah, immediately on my yeah. mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean actually, listeners, it'd be good to hear as well. You know what your favourites are. Mm. Come on, come on, Patrick. Come on, Adam. Um, come on, Tasman. Um, you know, Tyler. We'd love to hear as well. Yeah. So. Well, that, that's our top five and bottom five. So I guess the main event, uh, Superman Beyond, which is part of the Final Crisis series, mm -hmm. uh, but also works on its own. But I mean, it's better if you have context, but like it still works on its own fine. Uh, yeah. This makes, this does make a few top superman lists just as superman oh, beyond okay uh yeah which is but it's kind of like a sleeper because it's buried in final crisis so it's not okay. as well known as you know his other stuff but uh so for the record uh you read the first three issues before i did connor and can i just say off the bat like yeah the first three and superman um beyond I mean, I understood what was kind of going on, but a lot of it was kind of just washing over me. So you're mm. probably going to have to help me out here oh, with yeah. some of it. Um, yeah, because, yeah, first impressions was kind of like... I mean, it, it, it surprised me saying that this is seen as one of the classics as well. Mm. Um, it, it's a Morrison uh, written, so I'm sure there's some, like, inner kind of meanings in there. Um, but on a first read like a, a casual, you know, just read. Um, it's really kind of, I found it difficult to lock into. Um, can it's I, not can easy. I give, yeah. 
it's not it's not an easy read (laughs) no and i I thought maybe issues one to three final crisis would give me a good context and then off i'd go i'd I'd totally understand it but to be honest final crisis one two and three was difficult as well as well so um yeah i before i forget um dave wanted me to quote him Mm. about this and on final on final crisis let it be said dave loves final crisis he did say that Mm. Um, so he said, Grant Morrison put the code in there. Unfortunately, the code leads to our extinction. So make of it what you will. Does that make sense, Connor? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Typical not, Dave. Yeah, Typical sure. Dave. I'm not quite sure. If he wants to elaborate yep. on that, uh, yep. maybe he's talking about the anti-life question. So I am a bit surprised okay. you were lost by the first three issues of Final Crisis. I found... Yeah. The main Final Crisis thread pretty straightforward. Okay. Uh, I didn't find Superman Beyond straightforward. This was completely no. bonkers. But yes, um, it is. <laughs> uh, the yeah. Well, well, did you just not know who a lot of people were? Or uh, there was a people I didn't know, but like, I remembered you saying that you just kind of just go with the flow. Um, yeah. So. That's fine. I just tried to do that. I, I just felt there was a lot of moving parts there. I like the big sumo guy. He was cool. Mm. Um, you see a lot of, you know, cameos from everyone. Was it Mr. Miracle, Aquaman, yeah. um, the Justice League, all that sort of stuff. They, you know, them, the super guardians of the universe investigator, arresting Hal. Yeah. You know, that all is kind of good. Oh, and, and Libra. I thought he was an interesting villain. Mm. Um, I love Lex. And, sorry? I love Lex in well, him, Yeah, him going, well, Libra's really wanting to, to sway Lex, isn't he? And he's yeah. trying to sway everyone else. Um, you know, the cameos with the Flash and what's happening over there. I don't know. There was just a lot a lot there. And I thought maybe that that mm. would inform me about Superman Beyond, which it kind of <laughs> did. I mean, it did in the sense that, you basically get repetitive scenes, right? Um, Clark mm. at, at Lois's at the hospital with Lois, and yeah. he gets um, visited by someone. So there's that link, but um, it's just a, there's a greater story to be told there, and yeah, um, I just wasn't. Yeah, so the the whole yeah with Final Crisis, I think you said well, when you said a lot of moving pieces, I think that's it because mm. there's a lot going on in Final Crisis. Like I spent yeah. I spent a long time reading each issue yeah uh because like it's kind of there's there's things happening like while you're watching these other characters there's things happening in the background that they're all alluding Mm. to and it's also i'm more familiar with like the jack kirby stuff so the new gods and stuff which helps a lot um was it commandy was commandy in there yeah he was at the end of the first issue yeah. Um, See, I didn't but, understand what was happening there. I mean, so uh, so someone I gave him the to be honest. Okay, because <laughs> so someone gave him fire, the power of fire. Yeah, and that somehow connected to the new gods, and somehow connected to now. So yeah, I, I just didn't know. Yeah. yeah, the whole so the the, the whole thing supposed to be like Prometheus when he gives man fire at the start. That's mm-hmm. not Kamandi at the start. That's just a random dude. Oh, that does, okay. That okay. pays off later. Okay. Um, so it's hard for me to comment because I, since I've read all of Final Crisis now, I can't remember the first yes, three of course. issues specifically. Yep. So, 
Um, oh, what they provide context. So the first few issues provide context for Superman Beyond in the sense that you know, you kind of know who the monitors are. Mm, yeah, like they get a scene in the first issue, and yep. you know why Lois Lane is issue is injured. Sorry, yes, but why yes. Lois Lane is injured isn't really that important. Um, it's more that you get a sense that the monitors are these basically gods who have like the universe in a jar like yeah. you sort of get that before but yeah well um yeah i mean well lois's predicament is what kind of spurs superman on like that's yes. that's the thing so yeah i mean they, they offer him is it the ultimate thula or something like that the that the so they, they talk about the, the bleed yeah that it's yeah, a pile of the bleed that can heal her yep yep so the bleed was something that was created by warren ellis Mm-hmm. And the bleed is essentially like the white between panels. Oh, okay. The comic book. So they're kind of traveling. So when they're traveling through universes, they're also traveling like kind of through comic books as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you can kind of see that when they take off in their ship. Yes. Yes. They're sort of flying through like all these panels. Yeah. See, I, I just thought that was. I didn't take that literally. I just thought that was kind of like some weirdo there, yeah, so reality. Got it, yeah. Superman Beyond is like the most dense two issues I've ever, I've ever read. <laughs> right, very, right. There's a lot going on in them. And like the first time I read it, I barely understood it. Mm, yeah. But I've read it three times now and I've, you know, I've read analysis. Okay, so uh, you know a lot it, more. And I, yes, I, I, I get the gist of it. Yeah, there are particulars that I might not, but yeah. See, I mean, there, there are two schools of thought here, though, as well. Like, there's a thought that the way this is written is good because you get to unlock it as the way you go, yeah. and and you could to, to dive deeper and dig into it. But then there's the other school that, like, you know, it's not accessible. So how you know, it's a very selective writing, I think, for mm. for people that want to take that journey and and do. The extra work to get stuff out of it but as a casual reader like this is not going to help anyone as a casual reader like it's no. gonna it's gonna alienate them because it's like well, yeah. i don't like this at uh, all so final crisis is not is and i'm not i'm not being a leader here but it's not for casual reading mm. like it's yeah. just not it's not a big it's not crisis on infinite earth it's not civil war it's not meant to be a casual read yeah. uh which is pretty potential is like why are you putting grant morrison in charge of a big crossover yeah. Well, yeah, because like, this is a big crossover. This is a like a, yeah. a titles a, across all titles, right? So yeah, yeah. I look at it mm. like film genres. You know, do you want to see mm-hmm. like a really abstract drama, or do you want to see mm-hmm. like a straightforward film? So the only difference is is that uh, the character of Superman has a lot of comics, and the majority of them, you know, fall into the sort of popcorn category, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's that expectation there, but then you get the occasional comic book stories with Superman or any character that are kind of abstract yeah. or, uh, you know, so that, that's how I view it. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I can see, I can see that. I just, I just wonder why in a, in a large crossover event, would you do that? I mean, you could do that, you know, within the Superman titles, you know, cause you, you have your Superman fans there, you know, in mm. action comics or in Superman, you know, the fans, well, a lot of the fans that do read that are, are, are seasoned fans. So they would probably put in the time to work at it. Um, or, yeah. you know, he's a big name as well. So Grant Morrison, maybe his name will carry it. But like, 
I think like crossover events, I think are made mainly like marketing tools to kind of, yeah, you know, try to attract people into reading comics and stuff. And unfortunately I don't think this kind of will attract people. Um, because no. it is dense, as you say, but um, but, but what it does do is like it's yeah. it's a writer's like it's a writer's work of art. It's not a marketing yeah. tool, so I kind of view that yeah. as a plus. It's it, yeah. but it's like a weird, bizarro world situation where we have a crossover event that falls into that category because that never yeah. happens. That's um, right. That, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I don't know editorial. I mean, hats off to editorial for allowing it. You know. Yeah, um, and they let him just sort of go crazy. Um, yeah, and. Yeah. You know, so again, I think that's just the problem with comics because when you look at a book or a film, you're like, okay, I know I don't want to watch uh, like this, you know, uh, art house or this like four hour long crime mm. character yeah. drama. Uh, you know, I want to watch, um, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, that yeah, looks cool. Yeah. But with Superman and like comic book heroes, Sometimes I guess it's hard to know what you're getting into. You see Final Crisis, you think big event, wham. Yeah, but most yeah. of Final Crisis is like, uh, it's not big battles. There's not many mm. fights, and then you get to uh, Superman Beyond, and it's a weird name already. And uh, so, like, yeah. I, from a marketing perspective, it's difficult. But uh, mm. you know, anyone who reads Final, and like, I, I definitely warned you as well that Superman Beyond is crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. And like, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I just thought like, you know, um, you know, all star read action comics as well, because I remember you saying some of action comics is a bit dense and I thought, well, no, you know, that, I came out of that. All right. Yeah. You know, uh, but anyway, no, you I, I totally take on board what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm. Um, it, it is, a, it's a great, um, uh, opportunity for creators and artists to like Grant Morrison to actually flex his muscles, um, in a mainstream arena. Um, so yeah. that that's not common at all, um, but yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, then also, I think it's good to do these types of stories with these mainstream characters because it shows yeah. that like these characters do have artistic merit. It's not just yeah. for kids or like you know the only serious comic books and stuff like Watchmen. You know, oh like, yeah, I think of it's course, the industry to have stories like this. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. I mean, but again, I'm saying that like I think you know, I'm not within the. Yeah, yeah, just within the title, I think that would be a, a lot safer. I'm just maybe playing it safer in that in that sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Grant Morrison, he can pretty much do what he wants, can't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this um, this is this story is him doing what he wants. Uh, there, mm, there is clearly yeah, no yeah. editorial guidelines here, um, yeah. and this is so, critically acclaimed as well. So, right. Mm. This is, yeah. Final so, Crisis? Uh, yeah, is it? I'm not sure. I think it's like a bit mixed. Okay. Um, I think it's ge it's generally considered really good, though. Like, I think it's good. Because yeah. uh, like I've read the... Of Grant Morrison stuff is a bit mixed. Yeah. Because uh, I've read the forward. Um, I got the digital copy of the Essential Collection of Final Crisis. Yeah. So it has actually issues one, two, and three, and then it has Superman Beyond. And... Uh, the guy at the beginning, I can't remember his name, but he he, like the the, the Ford was like a, a rave review, right? How, of how great it is. So I I just took on board that as like okay, so this is probably one of the the modern classics. Um, I'd say yeah. It, it's yeah, it's. I mean, from just what I've seen, it's it is considered a bit of a modern classic. I think it's just controversial. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Because it's just not what you would expect. Mm. Um, you know, so why don't, like, let's, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about this sort of stuff while we get into Superman yeah. Beyond. Sure. So this is, um, yeah, so we, so uh, by the way, readers, I recommend you read this, uh, even if you're lost. Just read it anyway, because, um, you know. <laughs> well, take your time, maybe. Maybe take your time reading it, you know. Mm. Um, or there, if you want to read, yeah, Final yeah. Crisis, you can see Grant Morrison's Final Crisis order. You can get it in, like, the trade or something mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, fair warning, again, it's not a light read. It's very dense. It's, you know, um, again, like, uh, and Grant Morrison has that reputation. Some of his comics are really sort of difficult. Yep. But, like, if all... The thing I like though is that all the pieces are there. Like you, all that all that you need to figure it out is there on the page. So he's mm-hmm. not he's not a writer that just deliberately leaves things out. Like he puts it all there. It's just sort of hard to figure out, unconventional. Um, yeah, that's kind of stuff I like. Uh, sometimes, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it's not like Finnegan's Wake where no one knows what it's about. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah, so Superman Beyond 3D. So there's some cool covers. The covers are a bit of a hint that it's a bit wacko. Um, oh, yeah. And we start off, and Superman is fighting this thing, and, you know, he's mm-hmm. in this cosmic armor. And yes. we'll, we'll come to that later. I should mention the credits. Written by Grant Morrison. Art by, uh, how do you pronounce his name again? Doug. D- Doug Mankey. Doug Mankey. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah. Inkers, Christian Alami, Rodney Ramos, Tom Nugan, Wayden Wong, and Doug Mankey again. Colorist, David yeah. Barron. Uh, so, yeah, we start off there. And Superman, as we see in Final Crisis 3, uh, he's at Lois's bedside uh, because he's actually the only person that can keep her alive. Yeah, he's using his... Uh, yeah, he's what? Um, mm. Not x-ray, he's heat vision, is it? or? Um... Yeah, like some heat massage thing. Yeah, yeah. And he gets. But um, then uh, a monitor approaches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, yeah. hey, I'm putting together a crew of Supermen. <laughs> we yeah. got to save the universe, or we got to save reality, or whatever. The stakes are like the highest they can possibly be, essentially, yeah. in this story. So for me, well, uh, I found. Yeah, just, yeah, sorry. Go on. Oh, no, I just was going to say, like, sorry. Her introduction is Clark Kent going. I would do anything, anything to get you back, Lois. And she's kind of like, anything? <laughs> like she pops yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's her proposition. To, 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 she needs Superman's help uh, with other Superman, and she can give him basically something that he really wants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. So he goes off with her with a great sort of, yeah, they set it up. This is like this is a threat that's going to end existence, and he gets the shirt rip, mm-hmm. and she freezes time. And there's some really nice dialogue, right. like how yeah he can sort of like the four billion raindrops that are yeah, that's good. Um, the hang in perfect suspension. Mm. Um, yeah, and and she's yeah. you know she's saying, look, the moment I I turn this thing off, you know, her heart will. We'll beat once and then it will stop. So, um, but uh, she stopped without time. your aid. Yeah, yes, she stopped time. Yeah. yeah. So this this whole 
the, this two issues takes place like in the space of a heartbeat uh, yeah. because it's it's on another dimension and plane of existence later on. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she's one of the monitors of Nil, Master of the Overvoid. Uh, we'll get into like that whole creation story later because we get the origin of the sort of DC multiverse. Yeah. And, you know, he'll need 40 vision, but luckily like his uh, vision range, like is good enough that he can accommodate 40 vision if he needs to. And they, that's awesome. I love how his eyes change. Mm. And <laughs> they change to look like uh, that's what the 3D glasses look like. Yep. Yeah. So that that's very neat. Don't recommend reading this in 3D, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gave me a headache. Uh, but it did give me a perception of like, oh, this is difficult to see. So, yeah. But yeah, her, her ship, the Ultima Thule. Yeah. And we have our team of Superman here. And we have Overman. Yes. Who uh, is my favorite alternate Superman. German Superman. Uh, yes. So he, yep. the Nazis reverse engineered his rocket and won the war. And he helped yep. them win the war. Uh, so he gets an issue of Multiversity called the Masterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. You, okay. You see sort of, like, he's a really, really interesting character. Okay. Because uh, he's, like, he's a good person. But he, you know, he's he helped the Nazis win the war. So there's like a mm. lot of stuff to explore there. And then we get <sighs> Captain Marvel. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, I'd like to see a lot that he turned up. Yeah. yeah, I like that he was one of the sort of greatest Supermen that they could yeah. find. Yeah. And then we get uh, Captain Adam. So, which is like a hybrid between Captain Atom and Dr. Manhattan. Yes. Captain yeah. Adam is based off. Uh, and he's great too. Right. And, uh, so they're flying through the bleed in a really, really cool two-panel spread. And I, I love the artwork mm-hmm. in general. I think they're all done really well. Oh, yeah, the artwork's um, great. So, yeah, they're flying in the bleed between pages and stuff between universes, and they're going through, like, a bunch of alternate universes that are flying this ship. And we get mm-hmm. Ultraman, who yeah. I think is great, because uh, he's just, dude? like, a jerk. He's, <laughs> he's very much a jerk, yeah. Um, so he's, he's et- just et- evil et- Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's um, Etrigan, is it? And who's that other person that he's throttling? I think they're just like, yeah. I'm not sure, but they're like vague, kind of just okay. Um, other versions of people. Mirror, he's like using okay. them to bash the ship. Yeah. <laughs> which I yeah. thought. So like, he's the only evil one there, and the whole deal with Ultraman is that he's he's just the opposite. Like he mm. fights for crime, corruption. You know, yeah. he's not like a deep character or anything. He's just like a yeah. opposite villain, and he's from like the antimatter universe. And uh, yeah. so uh, we actually get the Marvel universe here, or uh, you know, the Marvel universe, but Grant Morrison can't actually use Marvel characters. Oh, okay. Is you it have Captain, like America. Captain America? Okay. Yep, Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Sentry. Yep. So. Uh, apparently, this is a reference to Civil War because they're all fighting each other. Uh, okay, and yeah. that that happened just before this, and I think it's a reference to Secret Invasion as well because the guy kind of looks like a scroll. A scroll, yeah, the the Iron so, Man, yeah, um, knockoff, yeah. And Earth Six is like the Marvel planet in. Uh, oh, is it okay? DC. Consistently, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because Multiversity is kind of a loose sequel to this, and it has like okay. a 
page for every for each of the 52 universes in a god oh, okay oh yeah 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 right um but yeah so captain marvel's piloting the ship with music <laughs> and music is something we've seen in Grant Morrison Force, specifically action comics have like a big thing with yes. music. He loves music. The, yeah, using music. Well, I saw him talking about it once, and he's like, people are always trying to, a lot of comics, as I mentioned before, trying to be movies or TV shows, and he's like, why doesn't anyone try to make a comic feel like an opera? Mm. Yeah, he has a real thing with like structuring his comics like music as well, which is why okay. they might be incomprehensible sometimes. Yeah. Um and another thing is like this isn't grant morrison this is original dc law that i think julie schwartz came up with is that every earth occupies the same space they're separated by vibrational frequencies so you can okay. like, sort of use music to cross over into different universes so all these multiverses yeah. technically occupy the same areas mm. uh it's going to get more confusing from here on out, guys. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, Superman is helping uh, Ultraman to stop the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, have all, all sorts of crazy things going on. Uh, they go to Earth-20, and Earth-20 yeah, is know, one what, of the... Yeah, what is that? Uh, that's one of the Earths that gets an issue in Multiversity. Okay, because that's Doctor kind of, Fate, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a quasi-Golden Age Earth, okay. like a, a Vandal Savage, Dr. Fate leads the heroes oh, okay. on that Earth. Yeah. Um, Earth 17, these are just like a lot of Easter eggs for multiverses that haven't even mm -hmm. been established yet. This is just stuff that Grant has in his mind. Yeah. Uh, so it's just cool to see all these different worlds. And then, yeah. yeah, Ultraman and Superman stop the ship in Earth 51, the Graveyard Universe, which the Rogue yeah. Monitor... Dax Ogama destroyed. Um. Yeah, who's, who's gonna who's gonna miss or who's gonna care about a ship, you know, being thrown into there? It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's largely dead, right? So yeah, because they're they're trying to the ship's like seventy miles long, so if it crashes, uh, Overman says, "Hey, it's gonna wipe out the planet. We need to stop this thing." Mm. Um, you know, and then. Ultraman starts yelling at yeah. uh, Captain Adam. Like he he's great in this because he's again his, his chemistry with everyone else cracks me up because uh, <laughs> he's the only bad guy here. So he's constantly like just angry and letting loose. But he he's kind of he kind of makes sense as well what he says there. Like yeah, we have does. to work together, but there's an ultimate prize. So we're basically all fighting for the ultimate prize, right? So yeah, well yeah. Uh, they would all be getting. Like, they're all going to get a boon. Yeah. Uh, but Ultraman is just, like, his methodology and way of thinking is just every man for himself. So it doesn't occur yeah. to him that they would all get a reward. Mm. Well, he, he's uh, playing semantics, saying that the, the there's an ultimate treasure. So that equals yeah. one. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, Superman references, they've been recruited from different frequencies. Mm -hmm. you know, the, again, the music thing. And there's a, a crisis happening on all their different planets. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is the same crisis generally i think final crisis mm. goes into it later but right. uh, yeah so yes so they end up yeah in, like, if you want to chime in go nuts 
Oh, look, I'm just following, uh, you know, after their kind of discussion. Um, mm. Yeah, Captain Adam, that's right. He's he's known as the, I love that, Quantum Superman. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so anyway, they, they come across, like, Limbo. And again, this is really weird because there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy in a jester costume, Merry Man, that's it, the King of yeah. Limbo. And he's got his little army as well. Yeah, that's where the ship has crashed. It's out of power. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I like... So- Sorry, go on. No, sorry, go on. Yeah. I was just going back a bit. Like, Ultraman constantly wants to fight Superman. Oh, yeah. Because they they are enemies from a previous run. And drawn really well. Yeah. I've got to say, and Captain Marvel as well, his face is very, like, distinct. He's got that kind Mm. of, I don't know, smaller eyes, beady eyes, big chin. He's drawn consistently. I've got to say, the art's really great. Ultraman looks awesome. He's very manic the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, the, the Overman just kind of looks poignant and sad. Yeah. Uh, I like his costume. Mm, it's really good. It's stylish. Uh, yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, so they go into Limbo. That's where they crashed. So Limbo is where comic book characters who are forgotten go. Okay. Like, it's... Uh, so so the these concepts. are... Yeah. Go on. So these are all references to past comic book characters. I take I'm it. not sure. Uh, may- yeah. Maybe they're not because maybe, like, if they're forgotten, they're not characters we'd know. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. And so Limbo, Limbo resides like they're beyond the multiverse now. They're beyond the universe. Yeah. Uh, so there's actually a map of the multiverse, and yet Limbo is outside of it. Uh, and this was a concept that Grant Morrison introduced in Animal Man. Which I have ah, not read. Ah, cool. But yeah. Very interested so, in Animal Man. Yeah. The rules um, of Limbo is nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know what. Um, they open. What is this? They, they got a book or something? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. This, Yeah, this was a bit weird. Um, the book with an infinite with an infinite yeah. number of pages, all containing the same space. Yeah, they um, find a library in Limbo, yeah. and it's, so yeah, they, again, uh, I really like that idea. This is a book that just contains every book possible, infinite yes. pages. It's uh, yeah, how cool is that? You got every, yeah. I mean, we we love our Kindles. Like you've got the <laughs> whole bloody library in one. That's great. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, it just like, breaks breaks the panel, breaks a, the, you know, there's yeah. a big explosion. Because Superman and Captain Marvel are trying to lift it up, and yeah. Superman's like, if anyone could help me, it's the guy with the strength and strength of Hercules and Atlas, the power. Yeah, of and Zeus. the power of Zeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and we get yeah, this something happens. There's yeah, there's yeah, there's really weird an explosion. Then it goes all into. I guess the bleed, right? It's just the, the white space. Um, so they're going, yeah. So this white space is nil, right? So yeah. this is this is the space where the monitors are now. So right. you, you, you know that planet where the cosmic Superman robot fights. That's the yeah. white space in the past. Okay. Uh, so the white space is basically the big overvoid. It's basically kind of God, I guess, and then. Okay. You know, we get this sort of creation story where the the multiverse kind of started popping up. 
mm-hmm. and the story started to be told. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, the Overvoid, the monitor sent a probe in, and he saw, like, the first crisis. Yeah. And the, I'm not exactly clear on who, on the very particulars of some of this, but from my understanding, uh, the first monitor or the Overvoid sees this chaotic story, doesn't know what to make of it because mm-hmm. it's like alien to him. And as a knee jerk reaction, creates this giant uh, Superman to right. sort of stop anything from the multiverse infecting his space. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Because like Superman's the first story he saw, which they go into a bit later. Okay. And like he considers like it's the ultimate defense because the idea of Superman is that Superman always wins. Yeah. You know, he's like the first superhero, the ultimate sort of like I'll try and prepare the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- there's another read I have on it, which we'll get into in the second issue. But yeah, that, that big Superman, it's called the Superman thought robot. And that yeah. is like the guardian Okay. existence <laughs> right see i yeah um, this is where i was kind of lost um but yeah yeah right so it's it's kind of like this overvoid or this first monitor has manifested the very idea of superman, superman as a guardian yeah. yeah um and like it as you see like the monitors have built their civilization around it like it's still there yes yeah. So like that that's what the white space was because right. the monitor created the first monitor, then they created a bunch of other monitors, which are these guys, and all these guys are like huge. They're like the size of planets, you know, as yeah. we'll see later. Um yeah. But yeah. And that they, they <laughs> sort of don't know what it's for. Uh but they, they think it's like a weapon against the ultimate like uh the end times basically mm-hmm. that was left there by their first monitor dax nobu and that's a dax nobu the radiant one yeah the first son of yes. the monitor and the bravest yeah Who... listen and dax nobu ends up being mandrak that's okay yep because he's corrupted uh because the yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a bit later that's the second issue right mandrak yes oh mandrak like, yeah 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 mandrak's mentioned here and there's like an yeah. unstoppable countdown to cosmic revelation and like there's this little doomsday clock clock type thing that this vault that mandrak's locked in yeah um so like yeah there's a lot to absorb in this and like the way it's told is like very um told as like this sort of legend yeah like it's not really giving you cold hard facts so like some of this legend ends up not being entirely true okay that Uh, helps (laughs) Well, da- Dax, they mentioned Dax Nobu, like, sealed up Mandrak and died doing it, but Dax Nobu is Mandrak. Mm. Like, the monitor yeah. sealed up Dax Nobu for... Yeah. Because he started... Yeah. Dax Nobu started feeding on the bleed and feeding right. on the multiverse, so they he locked himself up. And I think the general consensus, which I don't understand, the general consensus is that Dax Nobu created the Superman thought robot to stop himself. Whereas I always thought the Superman thought robot was like a knee-jerk reaction to seeing this chaos. 
but <laughs> you know, um, which we'll get into first. that. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, they have trouble lifting up the book. Yep, and Shazam, Shazam. Captain Marvel gets thrown back into Billy. Yep. And uh, like the, yeah. the thing with Limbo is they start losing their memories. Yeah, right. So Billy can't remember his magic word. Superman. Oh, that's the right. One yeah, yeah. Remember the most, and yeah. uh, they're like, "Hey, can you stop doing things in Limbo? <laughs> Nothing's supposed <laughs> to happen here." Yeah. So yeah, Superman yeah, no. takes. Go on. S sorry, no. Uh, go on. I, I may have jumped a bit. I'm just gone on to. Um... That monitor, she's gone a little bit evil looking. Yeah, at the sets at the end. So the thing with Captain Adam, and he again has an issue in multiversity. He his drug, like he has drugs to sort of, mm -hmm. so he's not overwhelmed because uh, right. he can sense everything ever. Basically, oh, yeah. Qu quantum senses. Yep. Yes, yeah, so that's something to wear off. And yeah, they uh, they go back in the ship, and yeah. Uh, the monitor is feeding on Overman. Yes. And she's like, oh, you know, things aren't good. Mandrak's waking up. All is lost. And Superman and Captain Adam go outside and the sky just shattered. And uh, Ultraman's lifting up the book. <laughs> yeah. So he, <laughs> Which he's is doing crazy. What yeah what the other two couldn't so yeah that's pretty mean feat and he's looking crazy as well and he's super roided up <laughs> oh yeah this is like full-on yeah. 90s um yeah and you know uh, he's, i have proof the proof here in this book evil triumph superman there's nothing you can do about it evil wins in the end mm. yeah i like i like quantum superman i like captain adam mm. he's good he's great he's cool yeah i like all these guys actually uh, it's a, yeah, it's no, a they, they, they work well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then we'll get so, into issue two. Oh, let's go on. Any questions? Fire away. No, actually, you've you've kind of um, really summarized it. I mean, as you, you're going, I'm, I'm kind of flicking through the pages um, as well. So, yeah, that's making, yeah, it's a lot more sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, again, like I didn't, um, I didn't pick up why, um, you know, the monitor who had been feeding yep. on Overman, why she all of a sudden had gone uh, evil. So, she is a representation of the ship's AI. It turns out that okay. she's kind of sent down there. They mentioned that she's an AI later, mm -hmm. and like uh, the bleed blood blood white pages whatever you want to call it like that mm -hmm. fuels the ship right so that was basically just like uh and she mentions overman said he'd give anything to get his treasure and save his cousin so she mm -hmm. feeds on him to power the ship up uh, um, okay yeah so like they're looking for the book that's that's not part of the monitor's plan like they're doing that on their own her plan is just right. to power up the ship again with the blood uh, of one okay. of them, i guess yeah. Oh, okay. So she got them together just to to feed off them. No, like the I think like the ship crashing is not part of the plan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So and she like, needs to just kind of re yeah to re yeah. She knows that she she wouldn't kill Overman by feeding on him. Yeah. Like it's not a leap because we see him alive next issue and uh, yeah, yeah. Superman Beyond two of two, and the, the cover is the Superman thought robot. Uh, yeah. 
The Superman Thought Robot is an absolute meme because people put him in like death battles and stuff. And it's like he's, oh, okay. he's a concept. Like you can't. <laughs> it's so. Uh, it's a it's a meme because he's like. It's one of the most overpowered things ever. He's like unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's the whole point, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we cut to issue two when we have uh, Ultraman with a cool speech. Yep, still holding the book. Yeah, he's basically um, saying, you know, where I come from, the only god we know is Mammon, lord of greed, prosperity, and ownership. We value material wealth above everything. Did I ever truly yeah. believe in radical evil, universal evil as a living thing? Not until I read the end of the infinite book. I saw the final chapter, and I found something greater than myself. Mm-hmm. There is a god, and he hates us all. And, you know... Wow. Uh, again, final... <laughs> Final chapter of the infinite book. Uh, interesting phrase because the book can't be infinite if it has a final chapter. Yeah, true. But that that kind of ties into the ending of this issue and the ending of Final Crisis as well. Because this... <laughs> okay. These two Superman issues, Superman Beyond, are essential to understanding Final Crisis. But oh, okay. it, it doesn't pop up until the very end. Like, minor spoiler, this stuff doesn't come back till Final Crisis 7, but it does so come back. So you're going to have to remember that. Like, th- we're talking about months after, like, when this first came out. Yeah. You're going to have to, like, go back to your back issues and try to figure yeah. out what. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It would have been a hot mess trying to <laughs> follow as it's coming out. Thank God we oh, have yeah. all of this now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, all shall kneel before Mandrake, and some people think Mandrake is an Alan Moore stand-in, and I okay. think that uh, it's not. Grant Morrison himself has debunked it, and okay. I think you have such a complex story here. Why would he have something that simple, <laughs> like Alan Moore's yeah. Mandrake? Like it's it's just stupid. Uh, yeah, and petty. Like it would be pretty petty, I think. Well, what is their relationship? Are they... Oh, they hate like... each other. Oh, they do. Okay, they do hate each <laughs> yeah. other. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grant Morrison was an admirer of Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and Grant Morrison started writing 2018, and Alan Moore thought he was ripping him off. Okay. And then Grant Morrison asked Alan Moore at one point if he could write Miracle Man, and Alan Moore said, if you ever write Miracle Man, I'll set the mafia on you. Wow. And their relationship... <laughs> deteriorated from that point so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh you know but yeah he gives that big speech and superman goes sounds like a challenge to me and we have really cool narration from superman as well yeah uh you know like the vast slow motion invasion of reality begins and it's like these machines are bigger than cities but they are like nanobytes compared to the monitors themselves, which yeah. is just a scale of like the overvoid and the multiverse in it. And yeah. Limbo fights back. Uh, yeah, I like the art here. Like mm. really nice close up of, of uh, Merry Man. Then him getting it, he grabbing a gun from <laughs> the guy. He looks like he's in that, I, I don't know, baseball or NFL yeah. player, yeah. but he, he's happy as well that, that Limb, uh, Merry Man starts to i uh, say i guess fight back um, yeah it's like that guy with like no face in the back but just the mouth yeah 
Yeah. Maybe that's is that the Batman who whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> Without I wish the he was in limbo. Um <laughs> please go in limbo. Uh Mandrax awoken. Mm-hmm. Uh the second monitors so, has fallen. So yeah, because he's he's awake. Uh Overman's yes. angry because So sorry, like, did Mandrax I'm sorry, so go did Man- Mandrax awoke because of this the book that Ultraman had? Was that so Mandrak uh, is waking up, or he's woken up because of what's happening with Darkseid in Final Crisis. Oh, him because Darkseid was falling through the the air, and he yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's Darkseid's fall is destroying the multiverse. Right. Okay. And that yep. is somehow letting Mandrak uh, again okay. this okay. play it later. Uh, in yep. terms of the context, if you're just reading this on its own, though. Uh, oh, yeah, all you yeah. need to know is that Mandrax woken up. Like, this is yeah, the end yeah. time. Um, yeah. But Overman's like, she's a vampire <laughs> on a vaporizer. Yeah. And he takes Sand away, and Billy goes, No. And to be perfectly frank, I don't much like Nazis telling you what to do. Which I found <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Captain Marvel fought Nazis in his comics. Yeah, right. And he's got and... the Superman there, uh, Overman. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was very funny. And um, the fun fact, my friend, his, I think his, like, great-uncle or uh, Mm great-granddad, he was a bomber pilot. He was a fighter pilot in World War II. And on the side of his plane, he had Captain Marvel. Oh, wow. uh, Which I thought was really cool. It's like a photo of it. Um, And then we get a backstory from Overman, who's very depressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then Billy go, like Billy goes, I guess every monster has a story, you know, including yeah. her. So mm. like, see, this is all confused. Like this is all confusing. There's, there's meta going on, but what I like, it's not purely meta mm. and there's like really great character moments and emotional stakes as well, mm. which is something that I found lacking in multiversity. Multiversity is like all the okay. big concepts like, oh, this is a meta for, ideas and stuff yeah but right. there was no like emotion or character mm-hmm. you know this is rooted in the fact that all of these supermen have something they yep. need to accomplish yep uh, superman wants to save his wife overman wants to save Overgirl. uh billy needs yeah. to get his rock uh, ultraman's just a jerk <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, they, they all have their yeah exactly there's, there's a reason why they were enticed you know yeah because they, they need something and they probably do it anyway most of them because mm. They're all sort of heroes. Uh, yeah. Except Ultraman, but yeah. Well, yeah, except Ultraman. <laughs> um, but, you know, and like uh, Captain Marvel gets a lot of love in these issues. Yeah, he uh, does. He gets a lot of love in Multiversity as well. He's a okay. big character in that. And, you know, because she, she says, I could have chosen like Saber or Majestic, you know, all these other people, but I chose you because, yeah. you know, you're wise. And she gives him his magic name back. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. There's absolute chaos outside. Yep, they're all going at Superman and Ultraman. And with these, you know, big descriptive, you know, the last outpost of existence, the forgotten versus the yet to be, and Superman's trying to get through to Captain Adam, who's yes. sort of having a crisis, <laughs> huh. and. You know, yeah. it seems totally spaced out. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I love the action here as well. Like there are mm. a lot of these the black wisps that kind of like yeah. fly through, taking over, like attacking Limbo, and then you've got these Limbo people like Merry Man and everyone just shooting the hell out of them. Um, and in between that, you have Ultraman. And see, I didn't realize Ultraman just say his his suit covers his fingers, like his it, goes over. It didn't his hands. seem to on the last issue. I think yeah, his suits right. change a little bit. I'm not sure okay. why. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't notice those little bulbs as well, but that could have been there. Before. Yeah, yeah. The Ultraman wants to fight Superman again. Superman's like, you know, we're matter and antimatter. We'll destroy each other. Yeah, but then there's Captain fight. Marvel. Look at him. Yeah, I love how Ultraman wants to do it anyway. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, screw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just want yeah, to punch he's, your face. Yeah, he's beast unleashed. Yeah, yeah. You know, Captain Marvel back. Yep, and uh, so yeah, this is—I mean, like he—he's power. He's weird enough as it is. You know, we've got a weird enough story as it is, and then he starts kind of growing and in size. I love this going (laughs) multiple, you know, things. He starts doing, you know, especially coming off coming off Watchmen. Mm. Like it's it's so Doctor Manhattan. Like he's yeah, you know, he's everywhere at once. He's back in water time at once. Like he experiences time. Yeah, wherever. Uh, Superman tells Captain Marvel um, and Overman to warn everyone that Mandrake mm-hmm. is coming. And I, I, I love like the sort of playing with just like uh, Captain Adam just sort of being everywhere in different mm-hmm. poses. Uh, I thought it was yeah. kind of funny. Like he's lying down, he's upside down. Yeah. Uh, he's picking up people. He's, yeah. And then he's, you know, there's. Uh, so he, this is where he, he mentions the thought robot activated by tremendous energies unleashed during collisions of fundamental opposing qualities, a mm-hmm. new fusion process powered by dualities. And he says, there's no dualities. There's only symmetries. Um, mm. And so, so you have you chalk know, and cheese, Ultraman and Superman. Yeah. That's, that's another yeah. way of putting it. And um, yeah. So Captain Adam is like, Oh, I figured it out. So the way we power this thought robot is we make you two clash and you won't die because you're not in existence as we know it. So matter and antimatter can clash without you both perishing in the process. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, as to why like they need to clash to power this robot, like why it just can't be Superman. Um, I maybe it's the, could, yeah, the active just doing it, like the active them interacting, maybe. Well, I always considered it some sort of thing about cosmic balance, like yin mm-hmm. and yang, like complementary yeah. yet opposing forces. So that's where yeah. it's like symmetry as opposed yes. to conflicts and yeah. needing that to sort of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I think I think it's something like in that area. I'm not a hundred percent on the yeah. thing of it. I no, have to ask Grant. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get I get what you mean. But I mean you can't have them just standing next to each other and, and like no. have something happen. So yeah, you have to kind of I guess tr- trigger something maybe to, to yeah. have them as complementary opposing forces and maybe that is yeah, the active the active conflict. Um It could it could know, also yeah. have something to do with the theme of storytelling that's kind of throughout this. Like hate crime meets selfless acts, mm. uh, which you know sort of foreshadows 
the uh, conflict between the Superman Thought Robot and Mandrake. Yeah. Uh, cool explosion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's fused symmetry. There's enough energy in his hands. This is Captain Adam, and he's able to broadcast uh, his pure essence to a higher dimension. And he says, only Superman can save us now. So we got these nice little straightforward tropes in the mm -hmm. middle of all this madness. And this is now Superman. Uh, it's mainly just Superman. Like Ultraman's in there somewhere, but he's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking a back seat. Yeah. So Superman's in the thought robot now. And he's huge. <laughs> yes. Like, like, <laughs> like you can see Limbo is like the size of his hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, this, is, this is where it gets even more mental. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, the inner narration I think is really great. Like just the way mm -hmm. Grant's sort of describing the scale of everything and how yeah. he's experiencing things. Uh, everything's more profound, more meaningful. Like he, he is literally on the highest plane of existence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That said, I don't know if fifth dimension, if the, I don't know if this is like nothing compared to the fifth dimension or not. So I'm not clear on that. <laughs> right. Uh, but, is that like Mixie you're talking about? Or? Yeah, Mixie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say Mixie would be above the multiverse, but maybe not above Nil, which is the overvoid where he is now. Yeah. And this is where form and meaning surrender to the overvoid. Overvoid. Yeah. So, yeah. And these monitors are here, and like, yeah. obviously, it's not white space anymore because the multiverse has like influenced them. They mm -hmm. have buildings like they've seen on the multiverse. Like that's why it's kind of an infection, I guess. Yeah. And it also, on the other hand, it represents drawings on a blank page. Like the page is blank. Now there's stuff yep. there because stories are happening as well. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I like how they have five thousand five hundred fifty-five different words for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. And this is the monitor we met in issue one, mm -hmm. if you read it, where her lover, Nix Uwotin, was exiled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's in a body of pure thought. So again, this is all like... Um, like, you can't go up and punch these people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because they're not... Again, it's just a different type of existence like it looks yeah. like they're there physically but uh yeah again like this this stuff is worth reading because like there's a lot of narration here that's yeah. really great uh just describing the sensations and oh just also the the design as well of, mm. of things is just really um i don't want to say bonkers but it just yeah it's 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 imaginative yeah <laughs> um so I mean, yeah. big big props to Doug for like being able to draw this script. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? Must have collaborated, uh, consulted with with Grant a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we see the rogue. Uh, yep. So this is where Superman realizes all the all the monitors are sort of vampires that have been Vampire. feeding. Yes. On... So what is is this? What is this, Connor? Are monitors are they vampires? Like what? I thought well, monitors they're... were like on a higher plane, like. They're Why vampires they in the sense that they feed on the bleed, yeah, but it's I, not okay, like yeah. literally yeah. blood, I guess, unless it's yeah, like okay. 
in the case of Overman. Again, it's like a lot yeah, of double yeah. meanings. Mm-hmm. And like the idea of vampire would obviously come from their observations of the multiverse. So, yeah, because yeah, Cause, yeah uh, very much they look like yeah, your stock standard vampires. Yeah, the whole race, the whole race of monitors, though, the idea is that they've fallen from what they should be, like mm-hmm. they should not be feeding on the yeah. multiverse. Uh, but then we have the rogue monitor, and he's just yes. chowing down. <laughs> oh, he's loving it. Yeah, uh, and I love the sense of scale here. Like that's a that's a planet. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, this, is, this massive, massive move happening. Yeah, and again, you know, the, they're referencing the final crisis, and again, for the purposes of this as a standalone, this is the final crisis, and it's also. So I was a bit disappointed by Final Crisis because it never got as bonkers as this. Oh, okay. Like this, for me, this was. It never felt as epic as this. Have you and read the cool. other, like the other ones, like not not the Final Crisis books, but the other tie-ins? Um, I've only there read are. the Grant Morrison stuff. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But like this, this is like a battle on Epic. This is a battle for existence and stuff, and mm. it's like a giant thought robot punching Satan. And there's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it never goes there in Final Crisis, right? Like it never goes yeah. that big. So that must so, be an, a little bit anticlimactic then. A little after bit. having read this, yeah, yeah. The ending, uh, the ending brings this stuff back though, and it's like resolved in a different smart way, and it's like epic on a different level. But there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no real big uh, minus. Well, there's no big like punch up like this. Uh, mm. So like this, my expectations were so high after reading this, and it just never quite, yeah, uh, Re- reached it. Yeah, and again, like. Uh, I found all the other stuff for me was a lot easier to follow than this story. Okay. So like it never, it gets pretty high concept at the very end, but it never got this, never got high as high concept as this, these two issues for me. So. Oh, just, just randomly Connor. So in final crisis, the first three issues, who was that bald guy? He seemed to be like a detective or a policeman, but he seemed to be a lot more than that. He, so he's Dan Turpin, who yeah, okay. is a yeah. Superman character, uh, just uh-huh. a hard-boiled detective. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this I knew this in the first three issues just by reading, so I'll just tell you, like, he's turning into Darkseid. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Darkseid's possessing him and trying right. to break his will so he can take over. Uh, so... Because okay. Darkseid, his... Darkseid was in another, like, th- criminal... Uh, in what I'd read, right? He he was he was this other guy with the glasses, and then he. So kind that of... that's um, that's glorious Godfrey, okay. who is uh, another dark god. Oh, so they okay. they're all so the whole thing, right? Mm. Um, all these gods they're coming down and they're inhabiting uh, humans. They're possessing yep. people and overtaking them. But they're doing it with their true forms. So mm. in Final Crisis, okay. their true forms have never been on Earth. So the right. mere yeah. presence of Darkseid, a god being on Earth, is causing everything to collapse. Because yeah, before right. it was just avatars of Darkseid. Yeah. So when you get like, you know, if you just dump God on the planet Earth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things yeah, start yeah. to go wrong, like the laws of physics start breaking and stuff. So yeah, that's, right. that's kind of what's happening there. That's um, pretty cool. 
yeah again it's like all these really cool like it's a really cool idea uh yeah yeah you know but yeah, yeah. so uh the rogue monitor's chomping on the planet and then the doors open and mandrax there yeah big splash page yeah um he's looking very desiccated yeah, <clears> he's, he's got um he's got what has he got bottled what the multiverse or something so he's got the bleed that a the superman bleed, needs sorry. Ah, uh, he's just, got this is the this is the cure thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like nodding at the fact that like mm. the the monitors are kind of turning into like again they're being infected by the multiverse, so they're sort of turning into these stories. Mm. So the bad guy naturally has just what Superman needs, right? Yeah, in order right. To yeah, yeah. Save yeah. Lois, even though like it would technically make no sense, like how do you know Superman's there? But again, these beings are yeah. like yeah. they know everything. I guess. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then they start punching each other. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge fight, a lot of, uh, and, fireworks and, uh, hate vision exchanged. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Superman says like, I'm in a, I'm inside a self-assembling hyper story, which I think s- like sums up things a bit. Oh, uh, right. like he's, it's weird. Um, but <laughs> it's weird. So this this is like the the way it's painted. This is Superman's ultimate battle. This is why he's here. Yeah. Um, this is like the most important thing he's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's getting blasted with like the heat of ten billion suns and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's really nice artwork. Oh, beautiful artwork. And, um, yeah. The thoughts, thought Superman. The the thought. You know the form mm. of the thought. <laughs> if I could, it's hard to yeah. describe the thing. The thought robot. Um, <laughs> the thought robot is um yeah, it's fantastic. I thought it was yeah. really good. Like, yeah, close when he's like really injured. Kind of reminds me of the Tin Man a little. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, really good. So uh, they're fighting. Superman's not doing too well, and then uh, you know uh, the the monitor Zilla. Yeah, goes. You know, we we found a better story than yours. We found one that's unstoppable and indestructible. The story of a child rocketed to Earth from a doomed planet, and then she gets zapped. Yeah, she's saying that. But again, it's like what I was talking about before is like their ultimate defense is the idea of Superman or like you know the superhero, uh, yeah, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the ultimate story to sort of defend uh, whatever's going. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh just while connor is off um his microphone uh so mandrax you know right royal pissed at this um and he calls out zillow vala um and he recognizes the the monitor hey. that yeah hello can you hear me Sorry, yeah. Do yeah, I sound that's all right. worse? Sorry? Do I sound normal? Yeah, yeah. You, you're normally... Uh, you just got muted then okay. for a sec. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, so I was, so... Just, I was just about to say that he realises that he zapped Zillow Vala. Yeah. Um, one of... Someone that loved him. One of the monitors. Yeah. One of the monitors. Um, would At the same time, the thought robot gathers momentum again, I guess. Um, yeah, and decides to strike out again at um, Mandrak. 
Um, yeah, it's some really nice tech. Yeah, nice text. Black again. floodlights of an eternal last sunset. Civilization falls and they still fight. And yeah. The stronger he becomes, the stronger I become to oppose him and vice versa. And vice versa, again, yep. Exactly why they made the robot. Uh, so again, yep. like the other thing, so it's like, yeah, the two things, the way I took it was the Superman thought robot was a knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. He saw the chaos of the multiverse, but then he saw like the story of Superman. He just unconsciously created this guardian. Yeah, in and it took the form of Superman. Um, and then yeah. the other one is Dax Nobu specifically created Superman uh, because he knew that would be the best thing to protect against himself. In the yes, yeah, and so basically two titanic forces. Um, hmm. Yeah, one of yeah exactly one cr- um, creating the other. I guess yeah. Um, so the, yeah. It, unsolvable force and the immovable object sort of thing mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the immovable object wins <laughs> yeah yeah you know? uh yeah he does he uh what does he do he shoots him in the head but then he stabs him with the um like uh his his staff i guess yeah it's like, it's like, a, like, a, like a plug it's like a plug kind of lost track of that staff and where it came in yeah. um but yeah, so there's a, with a little whisper from Ultraman, because Superman's like, I'm about to preserve life, and Ultraman's like, you know, Mandrake is the opposite of life, and then Superman sticks the thing in his chest, the plug, and then, mm-hmm. like, vape, uh, uses heat vision and throws him yeah. off the thing, and that's how we get the reveal. Uh, Superman's figured out yes. that he was Dax Novu. Dax Novu, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then off he flies into the... Or drops into the the, the overvoid, or the overvoid, sorry, both yeah, monitor, yeah, uh, engulfing him, already forgetting, falling for eternity, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Superman's one, is one, and he's like repairing the jar where the multiverse is. Yep, and he does a little etch in the tombstone, mm, which we get on the last cool. panel. Yeah. But yeah, the the robot kind of dies i guess or shuts down just because yeah, it's pretty damaged yeah, it's blinded as well mm-hmm. in that yep. battle like that was the ultimate battle <laughs> for yes. the fate of existence you know it's happened in this tie-in <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, right not an issue seven in uh so <laughs> uh yeah the robot sort of shuts down and again the battle damage like blinded and everything it's cool and uh yep. they're like it can be uh you can't ta- you can't like physically take the elixir back to the germ world uh, they mm. they refer to all the, like the people and stuff as germs because uh, yep. it's like an infection the way they view us and uh mm-hmm. he starts falling back uh down to reality i suppose yep. him and ultraman who looks unconscious yep uh captain marvel found his treasure which is a yes. shot of the Rock of Eternity. Uh, and... Uh, uh, mm. I don't know, that's... No, no, just best say Overman as well, but no, he doesn't, he we doesn't get, get we his We get thing. that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Superman, uh, Captain Marvel and Overman team up and they destroy mm-hmm. uh, the army of Mandrak, all the big ships and stuff, uh, which is a pretty awesome page. Yep. And uh, Captain Adam went back to his own planet earlier. His purpose was kind of to 
Yeah, you don't see him. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, so Captain Adam has one of the best lines actually that I oh, forgot. God. What did he say? Uh, one of my favorite lines. Let's see. Uh, so when Ultraman's like zapping him in the face, and he's like, "I'm going to beat you up," and then Captain Adam goes, "I'm the end game of ideas that spawn the likes of you." <laughs> Which is true. He's like the ultimate evolution of Superman. He can do anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, was... Um. Mm. Yeah. So in the sp- space between one heartbeat, yeah. um, you've got um, Ultraman smashing into into the ground. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a bit. And uh, yeah, the, who who is this? Is this like so, another monitor? Yeah, it's another monitor that. This is Rex Ogama, who was exiled. Ogama, yeah, yeah. So he was he, the one who was on the planets, and he turns yep. him into a vampire type thing. Yep. And like, either he gains the powers of Mandrak, or he's possessed by Mandrak. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, that comes into play later. Yep, and that's been. Yeah, that's it. That kind of leaves us hanging there with Ultraman. Um, yeah, and then uh, but we come back to the hospital, mm-hmm. and Superman's managed to keep the bleed in his mouth, and he kisses her, and she comes kisses back her. to life. It's all good. Um, and she's and like, yeah. oh, a weird dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on. She she talks about the inscription. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she had the dream. I saw your grave. I read yeah. the inscription, um, and that's when I knew everything was going to be okay. Uh, and then she mm. gets really excited, wants to write about it. Um, Clark can't wait to hear it, and we see the inscription to be con- to be continued, which is a very cool way to kind of end it. Yeah, and yeah, and like you know, gives the camera a wink yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the way to end that and to continue your final crisis adventure. Um, but yeah. also, it kind of makes sense with what he wrote, and, and it's appropriate. It's a it's a statement yeah. for the whole story as well, because mm. they have this epic oh, yeah. final battle, as well. but there's always yeah. going to be another one. You yeah. know, there's always going to be another battle, and like that. That's why I feel like this man Mandrak coming back isn't a loose plot thread, mm. because like, of course, he comes yeah. back. It's you know, gonna, that's yeah. the nature of it's, it. Um, that's right. <laughs> it, it's ne- it never ends, really. So, yeah, yeah, you know uh, the never ending battle, as they say. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was Superman Beyond, as terribly summarized by me. Um. <laughs> that was good, actually, Connor. I, again, I, I've learned like I learned a lot. Um, so it helps. That helped. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff good. again that I would not have like, mm. picked up, picked up, and and it's um. You know, I, th- I think it comes from the further, like the rereads that you've done and investigation into yeah. what it, it means. Um, but it certainly does help. This, as you said, like if this came out monthly and all that, you'd be totally kind of lost. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, that kind of made sense of it. It makes me kind of want to read it again, actually. Um, yeah. To have having that all in context. Um, yeah. 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 It's, uh, again, like the first time I read it, uh, I was a bit lost, and I went back. I read it. I just meticulously kind of went through it. I analyzed stuff, and I looked it up. Like I, and I was very yeah. invested, so I didn't mind doing this stuff. You know, like I, yeah, I, yeah. And like the the artwork, I, 
the art's so good. I really love. Oh, the art's what really good. Doug Monk's yeah. makes done here. Like he's, yeah. Like the way he he draws this crazy cosmic stuff, and he does this perfect Clark weaking at the end. Mm. So, yeah. No, he's really good. Yeah. I, just for the life of me, I can't. I did see his name pop up again on one of these books I had. I just I got, I've got to find it. Does because, a lot of stuff. Mm, but I was just really impressed with this this artwork here, and again. I think what you were, what you were explaining, um, and and a, a little bit of what was happening in Final Crisis makes a little bit more sense. Again, I mean, mm. like uh, a lot of the stuff, like on the Dark Gods and stuff, I, I would not have kind of gathered. I, I, when you said it, it just did trigger, or um, I did remember them something about the gods coming to Earth, but I had I had not made the correlation between Dark Side and you know them. Yeah. And, yeah. So I it's, it's yeah quite, I pegged yeah. that because. Like Dan Turpin started looking like Darkseid, mm. like he started getting an old rock head, and I'm like, okay, that's Darkseid. Well, uh, yeah, but also, but I guess that explains it. But I mean, in the lead up to that as well, he just seemed to be a little. He was punching kind of above his weight, you know what I mean? He seemed like mm. a very ordinary looking guy, but he yeah. seemed to get through some. He had some some events some incidences like on the streets and stuff and yeah beating up this guy like uh, very kind of viciously like yeah. in, his, in his apartment it's just like who is this guy like <laughs> yeah he just yeah. he looked like an overweight kind of middle-aged guy yeah. but um yeah obviously I mean, there's more to yeah. it because of dark side but yeah yeah i mean it is it is brought up at one point like of all the people dark side could have chosen he chose dan turpin yeah. Beat, like ex-cop, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it's also a bit confusing because Darkseid is actually in it, I think, mm. uh, in the previous issue. Yeah. But like his his body kind of wears out and he possesses. Um, yeah. Dan Turpin. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, it's like uh, everything everything you need is on the page to get a basic understanding. Uh, yeah. With Final Crisis as a whole, I think obviously DC knowledge helps. Because there's so many characters yep. and stuff. Um, yeah, yep. But I mean, I, I mean, it's like, like, kind of like that with every event. Um, yeah, true. I mean, yeah. even stuff like you're showing me the Earth Six, was it, um, or Earth Twenty? That the Marvel kind of spin-off. Yeah. Like I remember first reading that and seeing that, and I just thought, look, I'll just play with it because I don't know who these people are, but you know, I'll get the sense of it. But it's actually even more fun to know that that's a little mm. nod at Marvel, you know. So yeah. just those little things kind of add to the appreciation of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It's just uh, and like those different Earths. Like that, you're not really supposed to like know. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't know the backstory about twenty yet because it hadn't mm. been written like published. Um, right. They're just like fun alternate universes they're playing through yeah. as they go and I'll just making hand gestures even though my camera's not on. But uh yeah. yeah, so again this story does stand alone simply due to the nature of the story. Uh but it is mm -hmm. also a crucial part of Final Crisis as well. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Could um, definitely have to kind of see it through and, and read the rest of Final Crisis. Um, yes. There's a whole heap of other <laughs> tie-ins as well. So, yeah, I mean, if, you do, if you're going to do an event, you might as well do it properly. So I might try and... Um, I'd, try I and would read just that. read the Grant Morrison stuff, his oh, okay. order. And I uh -huh. think... Because they're the most relevant tie-ins. Uh, so okay. there's like... 
like he pays lip service to some tie-ins later on yeah, like yeah. characters might turn up dead or something but okay so like okay after after these two issues i think you read final crisis submit which is a one shot about black lightning and tattooed man okay then you read four and five then you read two batman issues i'm sorry yeah yeah and then okay. you read six and seven so it's yes like, yeah you gave me yeah. that list yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah okay that makes sense because i think what are the tie-ins like friggin across the board are we talking like civil war like tie-ins with there is too that much, amount of tie-ins okay well like, then I, I won't go that that far i, I yeah. might just do what you said yeah. um recommended that the morrison reading order mm. That'd yeah good yeah I'm just trying to look at yeah, it down yep you already have to like it's already hard to understand so it's like mm. you may as well like cut out the unnecessary information okay you know and just keep the relevant stuff yeah um but yeah that was superman beyond yeah uh you know uh like one of my favorite superman stories easily top five. Oh uh, wow okay. i oh, i absolutely love it i think it's I think it's perfect. Like it, for me, it's a ten out of ten. You know. Wow. Um, okay. Cool. And like, it took a couple of reads to get there, but like, mm. I, it's so. Uh, just everything about it. It's just mm-hmm. everything has purpose and meaning. Every line of dialogue, every panel, uh, is yeah. similar to All Star, I guess. And like, yeah, it's just get hard to compare, but it's like it's just. Um, you know, I love. I love a variety of stories, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I love a variety of Superman stories. So to get a wacky, a really high concept Superman story where Grant just doesn't hold back, like I thought that was pretty neat in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like you, you can look at all of Grant Morrison's Superman stuff and they're all pretty different. Yeah. Like they all feel different. Like all stuff feels very different to action comics, I think. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. And like this feels even more different to those two. So, oh, there, there are like there are Morrison. Oh, there's definitely crossovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, the, style, it doesn't feel like he's writing the same thing. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no. but his style of writing is is definitely there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think, and this is one again, as I said. It depends on how much time you invest in it, and like, mm. and how how far you dig in. So I'm gonna say my initial read of it was as a seven out of ten, but I think the more, you know, if if I go through reread it again, um, look up, you know, m- maybe even confer with you, Connor, about mm. you know what this to to get more information from it. Uh, I definitely can see the, you know, my mark going up. But um, just off a flat, like a just straightforward yeah. read, um, yeah, I, I, I give it a seven. I appreciate the um, the prose, the dialogue, the art was great. Um, you know, regardless of what it's um, depicting, I mean, the art is just just really mm. good. Um, so yeah, I gave that. I gave it a seven out of ten. But I mean, I think that is a very a very fluid mark. Because it does, after our discussion, it does make me want to revisit this kind of thing and um, try to understand, like, read it and understand it for more for what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, and and then just read the rest of Final Crisis. I mean, having known mm. also now that you've given me the heads up that you know things won't get as as high stakes as as Superman yeah. Beyond, but it will still be fun to read anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, nothing's, see, nothing's really this overwhelming. Until Final yeah. Crisis 7. Final Crisis 7 is weird. Okay. But I can see totally why this one is a standalone. Like, this is a mm. purely standalone story. Um, yeah. It just so happens to be within the Final Crisis kind of event. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It works It works both ways. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. very important to Final Crisis. Uh, yeah. But also, if you want to read it on its own, you can. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, like Grant for me, like Grant Morrison's written a few Superman stories, and at least I can call two of them like the ultimate Superman story, which is kind of crazy. And this yeah. is one of them. Like this is, in a sense, the yeah, ultimate right. Superman story. He teams up okay. with a bunch of other Supermen and saves existence, and it's like just about uh, like nuts and bolts what his character represents. Like, mm. just a force for good, you know, fighting the never-ending mm. battle. Like, it's just a nuts and bolts like that. And that's what saves the day. And it's also about storytelling and Superman storytelling as well on another level. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't praise it enough. Uh, like, yeah, as, nice. a, as a Superman fan, like, you know, it's a, it's a must-read. Um, again, yeah. but, like, it's you're in for... Yeah, you know, and what it's not, um, it's not conventional. Um, yeah, yeah. And what what format have you got this in, Connor? So I have it in the omnibus. Oh, this is the one that you, the Dave had asked you, right, to get. Is that the one? Yes, Final Crisis yeah. omnibus. So this yeah, is in yeah, Final that's Crisis a big omnibus. one. That's a big, big. one. Yeah. yeah, most of yeah. it's tie-ins. Um, <laughs> most of it's sorry. like most of it is tie-ins. Like the actual Grand oh, Morrison okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah, might be like a quarter of the book or something. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have it in the omnibus. I also have it physically. Mm -hmm. uh, I got issues off eBay. They're like not expensive. They were like ten Australian bucks each for me. Oh, okay. They, so they're not yeah, they yeah. Came with the three D glasses. Uh, I don't recommend your first read through in three D unless you want a headache <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, be even more confused because it's harder to see everything. So, mm. uh, but yeah, and you can also get it in the trade paperback. Uh, but I think I think the trade sort of changes some stuff in the last issue. It's weird. Oh, really? uh, oh. yeah. So I'm not. Uh, the omnibus does as well, but I think the omnibus has the best version of the last issue. Like, there's okay. Uh, the issue that was released has like three less pages less for the right. final battle. Uh, the yeah. final battle feels kind of abrupt in the final initial issues so it's a yeah. situation but yeah that's what i have it in and that's how you can get it so cool nice yeah and of course it's available digital as well so yeah um pick it up from either your dc app or the kindle store yeah, yeah. oh actually and on dc infinite as well so you can read it there too yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well well worth reading if you want to uh if you want to get that sort of, um, I don't know, you just, if you just want to get a really thought-provoking sort of Superman mm. story, um, this is it. Yeah. And it ends, again, ends with a wink because it's still a <laughs> Superman story, you know? Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, regardless, like, all that crazy stuff that happened, it's basically just about saving Lois Lane, saving the day. So Yeah, that's it. It goes all the way back to that. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that yeah. was Superman Beyond. 
Ray wanted high stakes. He got high stakes. I was about to say, this, it's a, what, a, what a one to, to end on, um, you know, at least, uh, you know, my journey. Um, but that mm. was great. No, thanks, Connor. That was um, really interesting. Yeah, as I said, I'm going to reread this again. Um, you know, it's um, yeah. there's a lot in it. Uh, and, and I like the concepts, actually. Uh, once mm. it's been kind of distilled and uh, separated out and kind of shown, it's it's good to... Good to revisit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, excellent. Yeah. Um, so uh, we did mention m- maybe down the track as well. <laughs> you know, issues four to seven might uh might jump in if if I can um, at some point. Yeah, yeah, we might we might do a yeah do a brief discussion of Final Crisis yeah. if if yeah. Ray continues because why not? Yeah, uh, it's obviously uh, taking takes a lot of time. An does, effort yeah. to read Final Crisis, so why don't we mm. get something out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Because uh, that that last issue, my God! Like, oh, really? It's been a while. Like, gonna gonna have to see. Uh, so we could <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, yeah, cool. But well, uh, this is us. We do have some feedback from Adam, actually. Ah, lovely. About uh, let me get. Uh, so Adam says this about Superman Beyond Final Crisis. Uh, one of the most underrated Superman stories due to being hidden amongst Final Crisis. Superman being distilled to selfless act is a highlight to me. Superman can is the perfect answer to Darkseid is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, Thanks, Adam. That'll become you know, more Darkseid stuff coming in Final Crisis. That's for sure. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by Darkseid, Connor. He seems... There's no Darkseid in this. No, there wasn't. No, He's exactly. Like Which is borderline irrelevant. <laughs> mm. Oh no, absolutely. He plays little, little part in this. But yeah. just from what you know, the thing I think I remember kind of is Darkseid falling on his face. <laughs> yeah, know? but he seems very, 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 very powerful. Um, mm. You know, just she, what you just mentioned, like his mere presence has kind of disrupted stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's an interesting character. Um, you know, I'd like to yeah. probably learn a bit more about him. I really like how uh, Grant Morrison treats that. Like, you know, Darkseid's a god. If he mm. like a god in like every sense of the word, like we can't comprehend what he yeah what he's supposed to look like or anything. Like, if he just if he's just on Earth, <laughs> it's bad. And I've heard yeah. people, I've heard a lot of people say Grant Morrison's the only person who does Kirby characters justice, which I find oh. interesting. Okay. Because uh, I haven't read too much of Jack Kirby's Fourth World, so. Yeah. But I know, like, it's better than the way Dan Jurgens used Darkseid, whereas Doomsday beat up Darkseid. <laughs> oh right. Okay. <laughs> On Apocalypse, his home planet. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm glad Final Crisis gives him, like, some, his due. You know, interesting yeah. and his, some gravitas. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he's just. <sighs> Yeah, I hate when some characters are just reduced to, like, punching bags. Mm. As much yep. as punch-ups are good, it's like... When, when Darkseid's, like, a genuinely good character and yep. you reduce him to sort of, like, a, dare I say, Mongol or it's just, Doomsday it's just, sort of figure. It's just an easy way for writers to, to say... To shock, to shock readers, right? Or just to say, look, yeah. look at this big, big player... 
Um, you know, look mm. how easily he's taken down. It's yeah, I think they should pay due respect to the particular particular characters and yeah, like the fact that you can't you can't do it all the time because if you know your big ticket dark side Thanos or whatever gets beaten up every time. second Sunday, it yeah. really does just weaken. Um, water down the character so There's, i reckon yeah. writers should be a little bit more discerning about the, who they pick or just try something else rather than just go for you know a measure of someone against someone else who is essentially a punching bag yeah Je- jeff johns yeah. used dark side twice like only yeah. a couple of years after final crisis which is like way to sort of undermine <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and he was basically the guy that the justice league had to punch um, um, yeah, in both instances, and uh, used again in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And mm. there's like a part where Superman just beats the crap out of him. And I'm like, I like Superman, but uh, mm. shouldn't be that easy. See, that see, <laughs> that's know? where there's so, an opportunity, opportunity to create another character mm. or do something, you know, you know. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know, that that'll be coming down the road if Ray decides to finish Final mm-hmm. Crisis, which it sounds like he, he is. Yeah. Uh, we can talk we, about we Batman. Got, oh, we got Superman. Yeah, well. <laughs> two Batman issues in there. Uh, fantastic! I'll be there for that. Yeah, don't, don't you worry. I mean, they are written by Grant Morrison, but they didn't make me want to. Okay, so. I heard Grant Morrison's Batman's pretty good, though. Right? It's done a lot of Batman. He had yeah. like oh, okay. three omnibuses. Wow. Uh, I haven't read it, okay. uh, but he did. He did do a story called Batman Gothic, uh, with okay. illustrations by Klaus Janssen, which I would oh. quite like to read, but I can't okay. find it. So, oh. so he did write uh, Batman Arkham Asylum Hell on Earth. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a that's a ten out of ten comic. It's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's it's a one shot. So that's worth checking out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, but well, oh, and he's, uh, he's sorry. Finally, he's Animal yeah. Man. I'm keen on checking out. Yeah, because Lemire is pretty stuff. good as well. Yeah, because like yeah. he did a series called Sea Guy, <laughs> okay, which is like his own creation. Ah, uh-huh. and uh, it just looks like a really fun comic. Nice, but only the first two trades have been collected. Oh. But. Uh, I think it's like very anti sort of deconstruction whatever i'm not i'm not sure mm-hmm. but it just seems like it's literally fun i mean the guy's called sea guy so you know sea guy as sea yeah okay. yeah yeah sea okay. sea guy um <laughs> but cool. yeah i've read one thing by grant morrison that i hated uh kill your boyfriend oh i didn't get it what's that in like indie it. like in uh created owned is it I was, it was a one-shot published for vertigo oh okay uh, it's like uh, it's kind of a bit like natural born killers. Oh, okay. Um, it's just two psychos running around killing people for like uh, eighty pages, and I'm like, it's not my bag. You know, oh yeah, that's not. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Just want to show that I don't worship Grant Morrison like he's done <laughs> the stuff he's done that I don't like. Uh, but well, yeah, I'm sure, well, like adverts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, keep on. No, interrupting. no, that's fine. Uh, I, I was, just about to say, I'm sure in the three omnibuys of um, of Batman, I'm sure they are can't all be masterpieces, right? I mean, he's human. Well, I, I hate Morrison. what he did to Talia. Oh, I don't even know what he did. What did he do? Oh, uh, there's uh, 
there was a whole thing where so you know damien wayne how he's yep. the side yep. batman and talia so mm-hmm. uh, in the original story like batman and talia were mutually in love and they had sex and, you know birds and the bees damien uh-huh. was born later on yeah. uh yeah. grant morrison had a vague memory of that story he didn't reread it so oh. the way he remembered it is that she just drugged him and raped him <laughs> oh, <laughs> to okay. breed an heir and ah. i happen to quite like talia and that just really yeah. craps on her so uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know uh, <laughs> but I, I, I still think like, for me i think he's the best comic writer out there mm-hmm. uh you know like alan moore i think is close but you know i think grant morrison's just oh, yeah. they're both uh like when I know, like you see people write stuff, and you're just like, never in my wildest dreams could I come up with anything. As good come as up with that, that you know, yeah, like, yeah. And there's a, there's definitely a lot of like layers that Morrison puts in mm-hmm. there. So th- there's a lot of time considered. You know, it's not just your, your slapdash. Not not anything against any of the other writers out there. No, no. Um, but he's I don't know how he gets the hours in the day or on the, on the month to actually you know, forge this sort of, these sorts of stories. But yeah, there's a lot yeah. in them. Yeah. I guess every field has the, you know, savants or whatever, geniuses, yeah. I suppose. Uh, yeah. Podcasting yeah. has Dave. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> comics, comics have, uh, have Grant Morrison. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, this, this was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. My brain hurts. Uh, yeah you know but like i'm glad i'm glad i was able to summarize for you i do have like yeah yeah i I mean i I understand this story there's just a couple of particulars that i just don't really know Uh, yeah sure it's like you know i get the broad strokes i'm glad i was able to sort of explain it for you as well Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so yeah i guess i will see you guys next time if you want to guest again uh hit me up on Twitter, yeah. I'm here at LSK Podcast, or on Facebook, just send me a message. Uh, yeah, or uh, so. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, or email as well, LSK Podcast yes. at gmail.com. Um, do get yeah. an email sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I look forward to hearing from everyone, and uh, yeah. Ray, I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Yeah, and no, absolutely, and, and a huge thank you once again to all the listeners um, tuning in. Uh, I've met some great people as well here. Um, you know, Adam, uh, top bloke, as well as come on the show a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, got to met, we got to chat with the likes of Tasman and, and of course, Tyler and, and James as well. But yeah. You know, known them kind of before as well so um yeah really really great uh nathan as well big shout out to nathan, nathan yeah um so yeah uh, thank you so much for yeah sharing your, your knowledge on superman and just chatting comics i love it yeah yeah uh, to all our guests thanks very much uh it's great to meet people uh yeah met a lot of great yeah. people so no worries yeah we'll have some of those well, people on soon excellent until um do we sign? Oh, yeah, until next time, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, turn your 4D vision on. Go and save existence. <laughs> Get that cape. I know I've exactly. killed it. Exactly. <laughs> Get your bleed. <laughs> yeah. Get your bleed on. <laughs> All right. Catch up.
Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.